to my bed. We won't be doing that. Uh, That's good. That's a relief. Be, <laughs> we will be um, asking the seven great questions. These are the seven great questions that I want answered uh, before I die. I'm ready for them, man. Yeah. Seriously. So, yeah, the, I gave you these uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah, so these are the uh, these are the sev- the waiting for death podcast. Before I die, I have these seven great questions. So let's dive right in. Right. Uh, do 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 do. Are you for the man? S- Sam Appleman me. is a comedian, also too, by the way, and uh, that's who is pretty much. Well, it's going to be anybody and everybody really on this, but um, but yeah, but Sam Appleman is a comedian. All right, so here's the first question. Uh, do you believe in God? And if yes, uh, wh- what is that? Who is that? All right. So uh, when you gave me these uh, prompts yesterday, I, uh, I I had the understanding that uh, I could just give any answer. Any answer. Any, any answer. answer. All right. So this is what's going to happen. Um, uh, yes, but here is the uh, long answer. Okay. I'm just going to be the long answer. So I uh, was um, you know, raised in a in a Jewish household. Okay. But at the same time, though, my mom is Catholic and was raised Catholic, and she comes from Irish Catholic and everything. Uh, my dad was a Russian, Polish, uh, Jewish guy. Okay. And um, so, but me and my brothers. But, but your mom is Jewish. No, my mom's Catholic. Your mom's Catholic. Mom's so Catholic. you're Jewish on your dad's side, but you were raised Jewish. Raised Jewish, got yeah. bar mitzvah the whole way. So when I was growing up, I always just had the understanding that God was just a thing. Okay. You know what I mean? He was just always existing you, you just had to do it but it never it was never at any point where like oh i believe in it it was just like well duh because i was told to if that makes sense okay you, got you, it you know what i mean sorry so i uh you know went to you Hebrew. took god for granted and it, it's just a part of existence is there's this thing beyond that you don't understand that causes everything yeah like like the thing is though i didn't like really believe in it i just believed i believed in it Okay. You know what that means? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, just like, yeah. like, oh yeah, of course it is. I never God. really took the time to like really think that it was really this big beyond thing going on. Everyone so, believes in it, so I also believe in it too. Right, absolutely. So like, uh, so uh, for so for me, I went to a Hebrew school three times a week. So gotcha. uh, which was like an after school thing. I went to regular public school, like like in Massachusetts. So it was like nothing like crazy, but like uh, three times a week after Mondays, Wednesdays, and uh, Saturdays, I would uh, you know Saturday mornings rather, I would uh, go to this thing called Hebrew school. You know, you be like a three hour like you know after school yep. thing. You know, and everything you learn about the Jewish. You know, you learn about read, to read Hebrew. You would uh, learn how to. Uh, you know, the understanding of like the Old Testament and everything, you have to basically train yourself to become to get bar mitzvah. And, you know, that was from like third grade until about sixth grade when sixth grade is when I was about 13. And that's, you know, when you, you know, get bar mitzvah and, uh, and everything. And I was like, yeah, of course, that's what it is. And I had two older brothers. So yeah. they did the exact same thing. Like, oh, well, yeah, this is just what my family does. So that was really, it was, th- my understanding was it's just what my family does. Yeah. It wasn't like this big, grand, huge, you know, um, thing that uh, this whole world does is everything just my family does. And I was like kind of okay with that. And um, I had cousins who did that. And I had some cousins uh, on my dad's side who were supposed to be the Jewish side who didn't do it. But it's just what my immediate family did, and I was okay with that. And uh, growing up, I I had uh, my mom who was Catholic, yeah. I, and uh, and, she, and it was just understood that she didn't follow that, and that was also okay. Yep. But she was Catholic, so I always had like that, you know, Catholic, you know, uh, you that know, empathy towards th- that world, yeah. empathy and also a source. So I can like go to her and like, Hey, so 
this whole Jesus thing, like, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, what, what's that all about? Yeah, yeah, like, right. what's going on with there? And I, and I yeah. actually, I would ask her, like, questions about that, and she would give me, like, straight answers, and, like, one time, she said, like, well, you know, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the Jewish people did actually, you know, uh, you know, kill Jesus. You know, she actually did say that. I swear well, to God. I mean, I, I don't even know if Jesus existed, but yeah. You know, hey, if you do or don't, but that's what, you know, she had said, ah, she was like, I was like, uh, like, you know, seven or eight years old and yeah. she like tried to put it in the most delicate way possible. She's like, you know, just like. Well, I think <laughs> it's kind of a metaphor for the fact that we always kill the truth tellers as a people. You know what I mean? That's not a Jewish thing, right? I'm not that's saying like necessarily a, it's a Jewish like thing. A, I was just saying like that's how like a I, how metaphor I, for uh, uh, just, that's what people do, man. When someone's speaks truth to power, they they murder that person. Che Guevara. You know, like that's like that. The, the Jesus story is the Che Anyone Guevara. Anyone you can put story. on a t-shirt was probably murdered for a good yeah. or bad reason. The Jesus <laughs> so. story was is 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 essentially yeah, it's kind of, you know, retold the the revolutionary that isn't there for the money. And uh and the powers that be say, hey, you know, this is our system and this guy uh just isn't here to advance in the system whatsoever. This guy is trying to enlighten people. I'm Che Guevara. And so, guy's got to go. Guy's got to go. Um, so, yeah, yeah. There, man, there's a, um, there's a, the guy who killed Che Guevara, um, he recently died, okay? The soldier who was picked to shoot Che Guevara. Uh, che Guevara. They, That's a tough job. They they <laughs> they had his um uh his obituary in the Economist. Okay, so I read the my favorite thing in the whole world is the obituary of the Economist, and uh, this uh the guy who killed Che Guevara. Um, what happened? This is such a crazy story. He was just a soldier, and he was just randomly picked. They they knew whoever killed Che Guevara was going to be this person that was hated. So they picked just like a private in their army, basically. Um, uh, the the mainstream army that w- after they had captured Che Guevara, they picked just some random private officer to kill him. And uh, this is so gangster, dude, because the guy told the story. He walked into this. It, uh, che Guevara was being held in this um this uh this school room there was no school wasn't going on he was just like in this town being held as a prisoner in the school room tied up and they sent him in to go kill Che Guevara and when was he, he doing a mass shooting drill at the time was well, just hanging on the corner or well yeah they just picked him and they gave him a gun and he walked in and he was shaking he was shaking okay and Che Guevara looked up and saw him shaking holding this gun and Che Guevara this is the most gangster thing ever Che Guevara looked at this dude. Che Guevara, I, I hope I, I got to think because because it stuck with me the wording, but I want to make sure and get the wording correctly. Che Guevara looked at this dude right at him, and he said, he said, uh, he said, "Be still, aim well. You're about to kill a man." That's gangster. It's not bad. That's gangster. So yeah, I mean that's uh, Che Guevara was a Christ figure in that way. So right, so he's he's uh, speaking truth. He he's he's basically saying to the powers that be, hey, your system, all systems are corrupt. He's this well is like read this is a thing. This, this this is a this is a common problem in humanity. All systems are corrupt. So there's always going to be the person who comes by and points out the corruption in the system, and then the powers that be are like, we got to kill that guy. Yeah, definitely also a sociopath, but that's the first thing that comes to mind in that situation. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I mean, I, I think, uh, I guess there are About good to kill sociopaths. A man. And well, it's like, all right. 
There are good <laughs> sociopaths and there are bad sociopaths. Also, I think he probably wanted a quick death. Too. I know there was two so he's saying, be still, of, of the, of aim that. well. <laughs> be still, aim well. You're about to kill a man. That's true. All right. That's yeah. definitely powerful. I'll give you that. Yeah. He definitely, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Okay. Wow. So, so any more thoughts on God? Uh, just the fact, like, uh, you know, after I got bar mitzvah, like, I was, uh, you know, I was, all right, so I'm 13, and uh, when I, all right, so fast forward to college, I was like, I went into the typical atheist phase, like, <sighs> God's fucking dumb, you know, and everything, right. and honestly, after, like, about, all right, so, like, even after college, and I was, like, 25, 26, I moved back, I moved to New York and everything, I started, like, uh, at least appreciating the uh, structure of religion, you know, okay. like, uh, like, you know, it's something that you can go back to, and, uh, you know, it's not so much God that you believe in this, like this physical person who's like up in this invisible world, who's like telling you what to do. It's more like something that you can at least rely on, at least as for as sort of as a, as a structure to like, you know, not just morality, but just like, you know, uh, you know, understanding that you can, it's, it's a, something you can go back to. It's something you can rely on, uh, whether it's family, whether it's morality, whether it's just, uh, something that you, so you don't have to like, you know, panic every single day you know uh of your life if if that makes any sense it's just yeah you know it's it's uh it, it it's it's more of like this like big uh um like god is more of this big thing that you can like uh, believe in as opposed to like this dude yeah, you, you know hope- in this long beard if it, does yeah. that make any sense you know? i think everyone hopes the universe is on their side Everyone wants to be on the right side of history. Yeah. Everyone hopes that the universe is on their side. I don't necessarily know if everyone wants to be on the right side of history. I definitely think selfish people exist. But I think even still, those selfish people want to think that the universe is on their team. Um, you know, definitely, you know, yeah. uh, all these religious books are, you know, uh, um, any religious book, when you read it, it's, uh, you know, God loves us and hates our enemies. And so that's like a whole thing, you know, you just want to know that God is on your side. Um, yeah. So I think it definitely speaks to people. That's interesting. Cause you know, I firmly believe that we're all one. And so there's this sort of, uh, division that sort of the belief in God causes, which right. is kind of interesting. Not necessarily, probably. There's this sort of these Eastern ideas of God, but definitely the Western idea of God sort of necessitates division. Sort of a, a, there's a, there, a God is the good guy and there's a bad guy. And so just in your world, you got to be the good guy and mm-hmm. other people are bad guys and all of that. Um, it kind of necessitates that sort of the Western idea of God, uh, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, that Western idea of God, where when you get into the Eastern idea, it's uh, God is everything. And, oh, uh, right. Which yeah, I and all like that. have little to no understanding. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Not, not because I don't want to, I just don't. And, and, I, and I think it's uh, the whole, the whole uh, thing like Buddhism or uh, I think is like interesting, is interesting, but it's just something that I just, I just, I just don't understand myself. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I, I appreciate like, uh, you know, like Hinduism, which is, you know, has like, you know, you know, a different, like, you know, it has like multiple gods and like a different, yeah. whole different approach to it. You know, whether it's like reincarnation or like, uh, even something as simple as that they find, like, like when I, like when I first found out that they, uh, worship cows, like just, just the idea of cows yeah. is like a cow, you know, like the guy that I have a the thing that I get a cheeseburger from, like, like that, that was the most thing that blew my mind. The whole thing about yeah. Hinduism, like, like it was like you, you, like because they, uh, so it's possible that uh, their dead relatives reincarnate into a cow, so they have to worship, 
you know, literally these big 800-pound fat fucking things that, you know, that, 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 that people in the Midwest would literally tip over just for fun at, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning. You know yeah. what I mean? It's that, that, that's what, bl- that blew my mind when I, when I found that out, you know, like uh, that, that they worship these big, you know, black and white spotted, you know, fat fucks with like these giant udders or, or whatever, you know, they don't eat them too, right? They just drink the milk. Oh, they can't. No, they don't, they don't eat them. Like, like, um, yeah, I, but I, they I, drink I, the I, I worked with uh, people like, you know, over the years and, yeah. you know, in, here in New York, uh, who are, who are Die hard Hindus, they would never touch anything beef because they were so they were so holy and so appreciative of their you know of their existence. Like no, no, this is like that yeah. honestly could be my uncle Bill. You know what well, I mean? It kind of makes sense when you think about it. So imagine you have you um uh you, you discover that there's this animal that gives milk and that you as a human being can process that milk pretty well and it can help you survive because it's pure protein. And so now it becomes a goose that laid the golden egg situation. If you kill the cow, you get rid of this reliant supply of protein for forever. Mm. Not for forever, but for the life of the cow or whatever the uh, uh, milking um, period for a cow. I don't know how many years that is. I don't know if it it has like a, uh, what's the thing where women... uh, Men, I don't know if there's a menopause for the lactation no. period. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if there's like something no like that where uh, the udders dry up and all that. Uh, don't know, but either way, you got to think about it as like a, a goose. You know, they're in their mind probably they're like, oh wow, if we kill this thing, then we have this constant source of protein and that's gone. So it becomes a goose that laid the golden egg situation, where if you kill the goose, no more golden eggs. And that's the thing, like because uh, they, they they have like because there's so many cows in the world, so they're like, they're probably they're probably looking at uh, the uh, our uh, you know mass industry of cows, like how many you know cousins and like, long distance cousins uh, that we are just murdering on a just endless level and everything, and we're like, well, we got an endless supply, so what are you worried about? You know, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, yeah. totally, totally. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. It's kind of it's 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 a. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. Um, sort of, so they worship cows. Yeah, because they apparently they can be reincarnated, uh, like their dead relatives or their loved ones can be reincarnated into a cow. Like that's and that's like above a human. That's what the that's what I have learned for like yeah that's what I've learned like no that it's not just you know that that could be literally my uncle right there. That could be my wow. cousin right there. So that's why they have such a firm belief that that makes sense. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah they, you know like. You know, so yeah. I, at least you know what's interesting about what we're talking about. I firmly am weirded out by cows in general, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they don't seem natural as animals. What I mean is, I don't is I don't think there's really any wild cows. I haven't really seen any. I haven't really seen. I haven't just been in the woods and seen a cow mosey up. I'm sure maybe it exists someplace, but I feel like what we know cows to be, if you were to take one of those and put it in the middle of the woods, it would just stand there until a coyote ate it. hundred percent. Like that's like, and so it's, it's waiting just, to get milked or die. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's a, it's an animal that has a uh, uh, zero natural survival skills. It is completely dependent on human beings, which after a while you go, it's definitely an animal still, but it's not, natural the way that like like a like a chihuahua isn't natural the way a wolf is natural even though it has wolf dna yeah yeah exactly and so i think at one point 
I don't even think at one point, I think as soon as people learned to herd animals, just the cow got co-opted. And in a weird way, because we always herded sheep, goats, and cattle, um, like since the beginning of time, there's like almost no recorded history really where that all started, I feel. Yeah. Like, no, that, that, the uh, oldest books talk about it. That makes me uh, freaked out. Like, uh, like there's going to be just like like a uh, a cow in the wilderness and everything, and all it's going to do is just going to eat grass and then eventually just become grass well, at a certain if, point. Imagine <laughs> if the oldest books talked about chihuahuas, and we just didn't know what wolves were, and that's what I'm getting at. So the oldest book talk about herds of sheep, goats, and cows. But whatever these animals were before people herded them, whatever we took and turned into a sheep that needs to be sheared, otherwise it'll just grow wool for forever, that animal is gone. So you're saying like like 10,000 years from now when uh, the books that we have right now might get lost in all the books that exist 10,000 years from now, it's just going to be about the chihuahua, the wild chihuahuas? Could be. Um, or the, or the, or <laughs> the only wolves we'll, we'll, that we'll, exist we'll is just yeah, chihuahuas or just like, uh, you know, fucking, uh, what, 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 like, uh, so you know, like, like, like a basset hound. Like the only wolves that exist are a basset hound, just, uh, because that's all that there is. There's no, no there's no wolves, uh, 10,000 years from now. It's just ba- wild basset hounds, wild chihuahuas. Well, wild. What, I, what I'm saying is, is, is so, like, imagine, like, let's take a sheep, for instance, right? It was probably an animal that had wool, but the wool shed naturally at one point then uh people started herding these sheep and started cutting the wool before it shed and so then the sheep that were being born didn't necessarily need to have the skill of shedding wool and so over time um uh it what they they weren't selecting the ones they, they just didn't naturally have that anymore they just lost that i guess because human beings shed them. Human beings actually became the natural shedder of sheep. So the need to naturally shed their wool went away. Mm. But what I'm getting at is certain animals like sheep, maybe not goats, because I feel like there are mountain goats and stuff, mm-hmm. but definitely sheep and, and, and cows. I feel like if humans went extinct, they would go extinct with humans shortly afterwards because there would be no humans there to shear the sheep. There would be no humans to milk the cow or drain their cysts. I got you. So it's like they're completely um, uh, with us, like chihuahuas too. If if, if all humans died, there would be no more chihuahuas. Oh, no, they would would just die. No, because there would be no pocketbooks and purses for them to live in. Yeah, there would be be none of that, and they would just... um, uh, they, they would have no survival skills and wolves would survive. Mountain goats would survive. Buffalo would survive. The but, that exist. But yeah. dogs, <laughs> cats would survive for whatever reason. Cats, cats would survive. Cats are a way. special thing, man. Like, they, like, like, uh, even like house cats, like, uh, they they would walk around like waiting to be fed. But I feel like, you know, cause you, you know, you'll find a cat like, you know, with a mouth, with a mouse in its mouth, you know, at, yeah. after a certain point, you're know, like, yeah, you know, it, Mouses are, uh, excuse me, uh, cats are natural hunters. Uh, you know, you know like, yeah. like, like, um, I, uh, I, my dad grew up with, with a cat, 
and uh, and I would just he would just tell me stories of like of like him like of the uh, of his cat showing up, you know, in, in into the house with like a uh, like a rodent in its mouth, even really? though it was per- perfectly domesticated, was fed every day, had a litter box and everything, and they would just show up with like a, with like with a mouse in its, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. in its mouth, yeah. you know. So that's no uh, no. I'm not saying dogs don't do that, but I feel like if you you know like if, like for instance, if you put like just like any old cat versus yeah. a specific dog. Any old cat would be able to figure it out. A specific dog probably wouldn't. In, that, in that, 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 that's you know interesting I mean? that, that a cat will just do cat stuff as a hobby. Yeah. And so if you were to abandon a cat, the cat would just go, well, I do the hobby full time now. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, so, yeah, we're yeah. doing this now. I, I hunt mice full time. Chihuahua probably just dies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's this little thing and it's like, no, nah, it's probably not going to be able to work it's it out. It's kind of interesting. I bet a cat could, if it spent all day hunting, a cat could catch either one bird or uh, one mouse a day. And that would be enough to sustain it. Honestly, I think it could do more. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I honestly mean that. Like, I, Between trash cans and all that and be, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it also depends Between where you live. Just waste the, and all Whether that. you're living in New York City, where you probably have an abundance of, you know, you know, yeah. things that you want. Now, let's just take disease. Well, let's say there's no heat. Side, so there's no, there's no more trash. You know what I mean? So cats would just have to rely on birds and mice. Yeah. Really. Like where I grew up, not, no, where I grew up, I, um, uh, the first, uh, you know, like ten years where I grew up uh, in Western Mass, uh, there was uh, it was like my house you had a house across from it, house next to it, and house next to us, and that was kind of it on our street. It was pretty rural. You had a lot of woods. You had a lot of open plain. So, and um, I grew up with a, a couple dogs. Uh, our neighbors grew up with like multiple dogs, multiple cats, and you know every now and then they would just like show up with, like with animals in their mouths because there was just so much you know wildlife around us now 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 where it wasn't like little house on the prairie but it was at least you know enough to yeah. the point where these dogs and these cats could you know at least find like it was a little a little mouse here a bird here and you know it, it just was kind of normal so yeah, uh, yeah absolutely like if, if you if a, if a dog or a cat you know had to like you know flip that switch 100 percent, they could start you know doing that if they absolutely had to and i and i would probably bet cats more so than most dogs not at least certain dogs you know like if you had like a you know a golden retriever basset hound bloodhound or anything like that probably could uh, adapt more than say a chihuahua or like you know yorkie or anything like that you know yeah so yeah you're right maybe a dog next to a stream maybe could pick up some uh some fish yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely like a bear yeah uh i'm gonna grab my soda real quick hold on that's cool i'm gonna get a water anyway Okay, so uh, question. We're on to our second question now. What do you got? Okay, so question number two. Do you believe in the devil? And uh, what is that if you do? Do I believe in the devil? Yes. All right. Well, let me start with this. Being raised Jewish, we don't believe in an afterlife, no heaven, no hell. Having said that, probably. There's probably one, you know. A devil? There's probably, I mean, there's probably one. There's probably a, uh, an evil, you know, being, I, you know, I'm willing to believe that there's a, uh, you know, an opposite to everything, you know. There's a, if there's something so good, there's probably something so bad. There's something, you know, 
so amazing, there's probably something so terrible. You know, you had the Holocaust, you had the Red Sox winning the World Series you know, back in 2004. You know, that's not it. If you want to take that for what it is, what it is. Um, but at the same time, you know, yeah, there probably is. There's, pro- I believe there's always like that. The devil, though, probably something, that little thing in your the pit of your stomach telling you to just, you know, fuck around and not, you know, do the thing that you're probably supposed to be doing at that moment. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, you know what's I'm interesting? That. You know what's interesting? So this is this is what I uh okay. Okay, so so you think it's uh it's sort of temptation personified. Yeah, 100%. I uh that, that's that's how I uh, you know, will will willing to take it because I don't I don't know if there's really like because when we were talking about God earlier, I was uh I'm willing to think it is not just so much as a specific guy with a uh, big beard in the sky telling me what to do. Okay. I'm I think it's, you know, um this this uh this like I'm trying to find this uh track in my life to, uh you know in this uh specific uh, sense of uh morals that I'm trying to go by that I think might be, you know, the way to go. Uh, you know, or these set of uh, rules or, uh, you know, like uh, traditions that might, you know, help uh, guide my life. That is, you know, might be God to me. Devil, on the other, on the other hand, is this thing that, you know, uh, leads me down, you know, towards maybe not so such a great path. Okay. But here's the thing, though. Going down not such a great path isn't necessarily a bad thing. Perfect example is um, where my fam- where way my family went um, I have a uh, a brother who uh, you know is a software engineer. I have another brother who works for a company that staffs uh, you know teachers to uh, that gets teachers to uh, you know online uh, teaching jobs. Yeah. And you know I may not have went you know the same path that my parents hoped that I went. You know I'm uh, trying to I went initially went trying to be an actor. Now I'm trying to be a comedian. Not necessarily something they wanted me to be. Not saying that's the devil's work, but at the same time, it's definitely a, an alternate route. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's, you know, how uh, that's that. Well, there's a lot of theories. There's a lot of theories that, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. So you get Eastern philosophy that says that um, uh, that everything is everything. You know what I mean? And so so the devil would kind of be everything. Um, and I don't want to say the devil would be included in that, but. But um, uh, uh, light and darkness are kind of one. You know what I mean? Like you can't have one without the other. That's sort of the idea of Eastern philosophy. You need a dichotomy. And so um, Christianity kind of has a lot of theories of like that even though uh, uh, Lucifer, Satan, these are fallen angels, they still kind of have to work for the glory of God in the end. Meaning the thing, meaning God wins in the end, so they're a part of the story, and so they're a part of the movie. So in a weird way, uh, the whole time they were working for God, even though they didn't think they were. Mm. Um, they're just, a, you know, it's all part of God's plan, I guess you can kind of say. There's sort of that theory about it. The best one that I ever heard... My personal favorite, what I sort of subscribe to, and this is kind of interesting, M. Scott Peck, who is the, um, uh, he was a Harvard um, psychologist. He uh, believes in, he believes in devil. Asshole. And he uh, said, he believes in devil, and he said that the, uh, the devil is a, is a real spirit of unreality. And so what that means is this, is in, uh, we, we, you Hindus call it the Maya, 
the world, okay? The Christians call it the world. So when I mean the world, I mean um, all institutions, okay? Um, things that aren't necessary, or things that aren't real, things that aren't natural. Uh, the fact that we live in houses, um, uh, the, uh, uh, hospitals, schools, all these things that we sort of built, basically. These are all things that exist in what we call the unreality. Um, uh, uh, they have, so I went to biology and it was not natural the entire time? It's fucking well, bullshit, it's man. it's kind of the idea is this, is that any science is ultimately wrong, but it's better than no science. So that sea was unnatural. I fucking knew Yeah, so, so it's better than no science it's the whole idea that terence mckenna's the terence mckenna the best guesses are lies you know what i mean we die in the end so you're you're wrong even when you but 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 some truths are better than other truths still so so we have this uh uh this idea of working towards sincerity of figuring it all out um that being said there's a reason this is why i love that definition of of of, of the devil is a real spirit of unreality and here's why i love it um uh lucifer is in a weird way. So you think of like uh, p- angels as like patron saints and stuff. Like in like Christianity, they have these patron saints, but then the angels are also like patron saints. There's like, you know, the angel of love, the angel, you know what I mean? The, the angel of this, the angel yeah. of that, all that. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, the archangel Michael is kind of like the angel of justice and all that. But anyway, so you have Lucifer and Satan, and Lucifer is the angel of luxury. Um, and, uh, and Satan is the angel of prestige. And those are like the two tools that they use. Cause that's kind of what makes up our own reality. That's kind of what advances everybody. That's kind of, uh, what motivates people to become doctors and work at the hospital is this sort of uh, Hey, if you do this important thing in society, we will give you luxury and prestige in exchange. So you for need, it. so you need the devil to exist in order for to try to fix the horribleness of life. It's it's, it's 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 he's a a, a real spirit of the he she whatever is a real spirit of of unreality. Um, so it's a it's a it's the spirit of luxury, the spirit of prestige. These things aren't real. If luxury went away, if prestige went away, everything would just be fine. Um, they're purely illusionary. And so you say, well, what is the spirit of that? And um, and why I love that is because it keeps me from getting attached to luxury it keeps me from getting attached to prestige because in my mind those were things of the devil anyway uh uh you know luxury is uh is uh lucifer is the angel of luxury and uh and satan is the angel of prestige i'm willing to agree to that because i finally got rid of my car well you know what's interesting and that was nice so i uh ha- don't have a car anymore and that's saving me a lot of money so i'm willing to uh, assume that the devil was uh siphoning off all the money from me and i wasn't able to pay for uh, huh. other dumb other dumb stuff so well i will say this to to you and to our viewers um with the idea that 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 uh the devil is the, is 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 satan lucifer that these are angels of unreality Lucifer being um, uh, the angel of luxury, uh, the fallen angel of luxury, and Satan being the fallen angel of prestige. If you know that and you go and listen to the song Sympathy for the Devil, it all makes sense. It really does. Yeah, um, I kind of like uh, uh, Lemmy uh, from Motorhead's uh, cover better than Rolling Stone, though. So. Okay, fair so, enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, Motorhead I, cover I just think it's a better version of it. Yeah. But uh, no, I know you're going with that way. And, uh, that makes sense. That make to- makes total sense. Um, I and at the end of the day, and I think I have a satanic tattoo on yes. my arm. Yes, you do. You have a, the, uh, the 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 sigil of of Lucifer. Is it pronounced sigil? 
I think it's pronounced Sigil. I thought I have, it was. I, I have, thought it was I Sigil. A, I have Sigil. Is sigil. it? I thought. I, I'm not S-I-G-I-L. saying you're wrong. I'm just. I thought it was Sigil. 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 Is it? Mm. Toma- is it tomato? Tomato? Probably. Tomato, is it a tomato. British thing? I have uh, the um uh in my uh in my uh bookshelf over there. I have uh what is it uh the uh lesser key of Solomon, which has all of the uh, sigils in it. You keep calling it sigil. So that, that sigil, sigil. They, did you actually find that in the Lesser Key of Solomon? No, I found it uh, on Google. You just found it. <laughs> right. Hold on, let me go get the book. Let me go get the Lesser Key of Solomon. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're back. This is the the Lesser Key of Solomon. It has uh, all of the detailing the ceremonial art of commanding spirits, both good and evil. And so it's like something from Beetlejuice. Yeah, kind of. It's a. It is a spell book. It is literally a spell book. Um, do 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 do. Let's see the sigil of Lucifer. Oh, I thought so. we were gonna just gonna figure out is it sigil or sigil. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't that, know that's that's all I cared about. Like I, I, I'm a, you know I, I'm a grammar Nazi, so I want to figure out like what are we, <laughs> how are we supposed to say it. Do, 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 do. Where is where would it be? I want to see if it matches the one that you have, or if that is like the Anton Lavey. This this could have been solved just by looking at Google. Yeah, probably could have. (laughs) Uh, We'll put it away anyway. This Uh, this was a fruitful uh, expedition. Yes. Lesser Key of Solomon. Yeah. Oh. Um, Anyway, so he's getting paid nothing for that. So yeah, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Uh, but yeah, no. There's actually a uh, what we what we were talking uh, what we were talking about about this idea of Satan being luxury and prestige, um, uh, uh, of of Satan being the uh, fallen angel of prestige and Lucifer being the fallen angel of luxury. There's actually a book, a Russian novel called The Master and Margarita. If you ever, uh, uh, it's a, one of the I most famous books. I love a good Margarita. Hell yeah. It's one of the most famous books of all time ever written. It's like uh, The Way to Kill a Mockingbird is probably the most famous American book ever written. The Master of Margarita is the most famous Russian book ever written. Um, and Russia is very atheistic as I, a country. I agree. I would I would have guessed uh, Crime and Punishment. Well, uh, it's up there, but Master of Margarita... I would have guessed. I'm yeah, not saying yeah. you're wrong. I'm saying, ah, well, I would have guessed that one. I don't even one. know if probably is... is it, would it would In Russia, I don't know if Crime and Punishment would be the Dostoevsky book they would all love the most, or if it would be like The Brothers Karamazoo or something like that. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not saying I've read either of them. And I'm then there's Tolstoy and all that, so there's all that. Um, but I forget who writes The Master of Margarita, but it's up there with all those books. And uh, the main Probably character, a Mexican. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's a Russian book. Um, and I know, right? It's a Mexican, you know, you know, you think margarita. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got the um, joke. Okay, I'll go. Let's go kill yeah. myself. It's a uh, it's a love story between these two characters, the master and margarita. That's that's what it is. And uh, so two thirds of the book is this love story between the master and margarita. And uh, their matchmaker is Satan. That's their matchmaker, the devil. And uh, effectively, one third, two thirds of the book is that this 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 love story and their matchmaker is Satan, and one third of the book is a retelling of the of the story of Jesus and Pontius Pilate. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's amazing because it illustrates what we're talking about. So what happens is is this is Jesus is brought, and it's kind of interesting because we talked earlier about 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 um, about the death of Jesus and all that. So this kind of speaks to what happens. So. Um, because it, it, it's this retelling, but it's a very human Christ in this story, right? In this book, 
And so this guy named Jesus, he gets brought before Pontius Pilate. And Jesus in the book is like this hippie character, right? And Pontius Pilate uh, is curious about Jesus because he hears that this guy is this, this revolutionary. He's been preaching in the town square and in the, and in the temple and in the marketplace and riling people up. And so he wants to meet Jesus. So he meets Jesus and, uh, and, he, and he likes him. He likes him a lot. And he basically says, you know, he says to Jesus, he says, hey, man, I really like you as a person. Um, Jesus is in front of him, you know, bound up and everything, you know, arrested. And he goes, he's, he's Pilate's talking to Jesus. And Pilate says, you know, Jesus, I really like you as a person. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you go. The Pharisees sent you here. They want me to kill you. But I'm going to let you go because I like you. I think you're a good guy. Here's the deal. You just can't preach anymore. Whatsoever. You can't preach in the temple. You can't you preach have a gun in the to market. When he, when he does this? Well, essentially, right? You know what I mean? He says you can't preach anymore. You can't preach anymore. Not a gun, but a sword, essentially, you know? Um, it's like a mob boss thing. Yeah. Like, hey, 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 hey. I'll let you go, but hey. Totally. Hey. Totally. He's like, exactly like that. Exactly like that. He's like, I'm going to let you go, but you got to promise you can't speak in the marketplace anymore. You can't preach in the marketplace anymore. You can't preach in the temple. You can't. Not on my turf, baby. Do, Not on my turf. Yeah, you can't do yeah. that anymore. And Jesus says, Oh, no, but I like to do that. And if you let me go, so Jesus is I'm retarded. going to go back and do that. He's just okay? dumb. He's just dumb. So he says that. <laughs> and then, and then Pilate, he's just this hippie dude. And Pilate says, Pilate says, No, no, no. Like, you don't get it. Like, I'm going to let you go. Should have moved to Utah. They love it there. can't go and preach anymore. So this is what he says. And Jesus goes, nah, if you let me go, I'm going to go and preach again. That's what I like to do. That's what I'm going to do. Should have started preaching in anywhere in middle America. Like, gone to the, murder the Native Americans. He could have murdered the Native Americans and done the the white man a huge service by just doing it there. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know about Mormon lore or anything like that. But then what happens is, is Pontius Pilate says to Jesus, he says, Jesus, listen, man, I'm telling you, you can't preach anymore in the marketplace. You can't preach anymore in the temple, because if you do, I'm going to have to kill you. Don't you realize that I have the power to kill you? The Pharisees brought you here and asked me to kill you. Don't you realize that I have the power to kill you? This is what Pilate says to Jesus. And Jesus says, he looks at Pilate all confused. And he goes, power? You don't have any power. I don't have any power. You don't have any power. God has the power. I don't have any power. You don't have any power. God has the power. And in this moment, in that moment, in that moment, Pilate realizes Oh, I got to kill this guy. I need to kill this guy because what this guy is saying threatens my luxury and it threatens my prestige. And so this guy has to go. And that's essentially the story of humanity. That story keeps happening over and over and over again. People basically preach to people, hey, you can do whatever you want. And then people who don't want people doing whatever they want say, we need to murder this person. That's what happens. If only he just went, he's like, okay, and just went to anywhere else. Yeah. Then uh, we wouldn't have to worry about people. Uh, saying, whatever, oh, do whatever you want within you, love. Do whatever you want within love. That's the other. There's a second coming. There's a second coming. Yeah, yeah, but the second coming already happened. So I don't know why everyone's so upset about 
bad with the second coming. I thought the second coming already happened. That's what happened three days after uh, Jesus was killed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back. and then uh, He came back. That was the second coming. He was like, oh, so the third coming? So yeah, it's, so it's going to be the third coming. That's yeah. kind of the only thing that uh, made, not even like annoyed or like angered me. It was just more like a logistical problem. Yeah. It's, like, it's just, just third. It's yeah, third. It's, gonna it's be, number uh, three. He's number three. You're right. Wait he's, for the number three. That, that, was like the, that was the only thing with me. It's going to be the third coming. It's going to be the third coming. That's the only thing yeah. that bothered me. Like it, it had nothing to do with, you know, the, the, the deity or like their dogma or like, you know, their, their belief. It's like just it's the third. Guys. Yeah, yeah, you're just, right, you're just, right, you're right. They call it the second coming. When it's the third coming, you're right. Yeah, just call it the third, and I would, and I'll, and I'll stop talking. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> it's just it's annoying. Actually, it it's actually just annoying is, to me. It actually is the the third when he come when Christ, if Christ comes back, it is the third coming of Christ. You big know if what, you know what's interesting, yeah, big if. Um, but you know what is interesting about the Christ myth? This is interesting about the Christ myth. This is why personally, I 110 percent support. Uh, transgender people, like 110%. I fully believe transgender people. But I'll tell you why. Uh, um, uh, there's many, many, many reasons, but um, I even, I find it so absurd. Uh, this is one of the reasons. I find it so absurd when uh, Christian people uh, do not believe in um, transgender people. Um, for the simple reason of Christian people, what they believe is that anything is possible. That's like a big thing in Christianity or in any religion. Hey, with God, anything is possible. That's true. And I'm like, okay, I like, I like. You mean anything is possible, but transgender people? Like that? That's crazy. You know what I mean? You know, you said anything is possible. So of course that means that of course under anything is a person that is born with the body of a man and the brain of a woman, or vice versa. That of course well falls under anything. That's actually a very reasonable assumption that that would wholeheartedly exist for sure. And here's what's interesting is Christianity fully relies on this premise that uh, anything you can think of can and will happen. What I mean by that is that's the idea of Christ, right? The idea of Christ is that you can imagine a character coming along that can control the matrix. You can imagine that. That's what Christ is. Christ is Neo, right? Somebody that can turn water into wine. You can imagine that, which means that technically it has to happen eventually, which is why Jews believe in the Messiah. That's what, that's what the Messiah is, somebody that can manipulate everything. You know, um, That myth, that myth of the Neo coming that can control the, ma- the Matrix, that is a, a, a common myth, you know what I mean? And so the idea is, is the philosophical belief is that because we can imagine it, it eventually does have to happen. But once again, I always, I wholeheartedly support transgender people because I look at that and I say, hey, Christianity, Judaism, Western religion, religion in general relies on this idea that with God, all things are possible. So the idea that a person can be born with the body of a man and the brain of a woman or vice versa well falls underneath that transgender people exist and that absolutely makes sense yeah. i mean yeah it's the i think the vast majority of people who are uh you know who, who claim that they're born uh you know in this body but they are uh you know they're a sexual you know whole uh orientation uh identification well uh, they essentially know, they, they, it's, it's it, a very it, simple you know, thing they're saying i have the body of a man but the brain of a woman or vice versa i, I have the body of a woman and the brain of a man i'd say the vast majority of them are a uh, Hundred percent correct, and they and I and I and I believe them. Yeah, but, it's very reasonable. But I also think that there's probably about a. I'm not even gonna put a number on it, but there's a very small minority of them um, who are maybe maybe it's a different issue. Maybe it's a different issue that they haven't explored yet. 
and I think uh, it could be it could be a variety of things. It could be uh, someone who's on the autistic spectrum. It could be someone who's just maybe uh, you know, and, and as shitty as this is it sound, it could be someone who's like trying to look for uh, you know maybe a uh, another reason to uh, you know you know try to be unique and try to be uh, you know special about themselves because they don't feel like they uh, are are special about themselves. Uh, 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 you know, maybe I, they don't I, they don't they don't stand I, I, out. I understand. I, I'm these, saying the va- yeah. the va- the vast majority. I do believe, but I think that, I mean, now one of the arguments is, um, uh, oh no, there's so many more transgender people uh, nowadays because they have been in hiding for the last 100, 200, 300, 5,000 years because of persecution, murder, and everything. I'm 100% willing to believe that, but I think there's that small minority of people that maybe they're, you know, jumping on this train to uh, try to get, you know, you know, get some of that, you know, style points. Some of that social credit, you know okay. what I mean? Okay. I, I I think there is a, a small minority of that, and I think those those people. I don't are, know. I don't. The reason I, here's the reason. Here's I'm the not reason. saying I know for sure. I'm saying I think it's possible, and I'm not willing to you know just like you know dive mm. in 100. percent that, that that's all what it is 100. percent Like if someone says you know like oh I'm definitely this and that. Okay, how do you know that? Well, the it, only it also depends on the age on this yeah. person. You know, yeah. if, you know if they're fucking five years old and like oh I'm this. I'm like okay. Well, okay. I, 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 <laughs> I think I think that for the most part, um, um, hopefully, um, uh, um, therapists who meet with people who are who are um, uh, uh, going, um, you know, making these important decisions and stuff as to whether or not to transition and everything like that. Hopefully, uh, uh, they're. I don't think they're five year olds that they're meeting with. I think they're 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 older, you know, people. There, there have been people who are even younger who have like uh, you know starting to like you know make uh, transitions at that at that age. I don't know if it's like through medication, but they are like starting to live through lives at 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 the age of five. Sometimes at age of seven. Um, now, if you're 25 years old yeah. and you believe this, okay, I'm I'm not gonna you know die on that hill. I'm probably willing to believe that maybe well, that that's something that you that's been living with you for a long time. I think, I but think, there are some. There, I think there what you're some, getting that is just like a kid who just like like a, a a kid who has the body of a dude who's just like oh I want to wear a princess dress is that what you're getting at like there's nothing wrong with a uh, guy who wants to live a princess dress and you're still and you're still a guy there's yeah. nothing wrong with a girl like I, I I went to school with a girl who was you know the quote unquote the tomboy uh-huh. and she uh, you know you know she was a she she was a girl she always was a girl and uh, the entire time she she was uh, she didn't play softball she played baseball with us she uh-huh. uh, always played football with us in, uh, in the playground she was always yeah. still though a girl and um, I can say you know for absolute certainty I, I won't name it I won't name her name but she is still a girl still a woman now uh, the, enti- the the entire time it has nothing yeah. to do with like her, her her sexual identity she just happened to like want to enjoy you know playing this sport or doing this or doing that wearing jeans and uh, wearing a hoodie she was still however a woman had nothing to do with the fact that she wanted to uh, not be a woman or she believed she was a man everything she was still a woman she just happened to be this kind of woman which I think um, you know some people you know especially uh, you know these uh, these kids who are growing up now it's like oh I can oh if there's like a slightly uh, different variation oh no I'm definitely not a guy I'm or I'm definitely not a man I'm a woman no no no, no. maybe you're just a different kind of woman you ever think of that I I think that might be sometimes sometimes lost you're just you're still a woman you're still a different kind because because maybe being a woman is forgive forgive me for saying this a large spectrum you know maybe it could be that could be that I, I think I'm always reminded in these discussions of there's a philosophical question that I think is very important um, that I love. I love this philosophical question. The philosoph- philosophical question goes like this. Um, 
uh, who who makes the grass green? Who makes the grass green? The sun. The idea goes like this: is like what is green? And it's us. We make the grass green. All right. We we go. That's green. If if we all agreed that green was red, green would then be red. Okay. Mm-hmm. So reality doesn't change. It's just our labeling that always changes of reality. You get that idea. So okay. the idea is who makes the grass green? Understand. You know what I mean? And Understand. it's a way of unlocking your brain to come up with this idea of labeling. Um, um, that we do that. That 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 the way um, Adam and Eve labeled everything in the Garden of Eden. That myth. That sort of thing is that that's us. That's what we're doing basically. Um, and so that being said, I'm a firm believer of this. First and foremost, every single person has a right, has a fundamental right. This is something I firmly believe. Every single person has a fundamental right to their idea of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's why I do firmly believe in uh, transgender people. I do firmly support the LGBTQI plus community because this idea that, hey, people have a right to their idea of themselves. Um, um, I, I, I will validate that. I will validate that, um, um, and 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 it's, and uh, a person, um, none of these people. If you're able to hold down a job, you're able to hold a conversation. If you're here, you're not crazy. You're able to articulate who you are and how you're going to meet the world. And so you're able to say, hey, you know, with my doctor, you know, I, I definitely go into my background of, of, of my transition and everything like that. But but when I'm with a police officer, there's no need for that. You know, if I'm getting pulled over, you know, no one's checking my junk. Um, and my if my license says miss or mister, that, that's my business. Um, and I firmly believe that um, because you are entitled to your idea of yourself. As crazy as it sounds, when a person uh, removes their penis, um, it's no different than you getting a haircut. It's a more permanent uh, haircut. N- no. It's a more it's, permanent that's, haircut. That's, no, that's, that's, it's a that, much that more is permanent apples haircut. and bowling balls, man. No, it's not. Apples and bowling balls. It's a piece of your body. No. Think about uh, it. The hair grows back. No, no. I, to- <laughs> I totally get it. I just said it's permanent. I just back. said it's, it's a much more permanent thing. But what if you permanently removed your hair? What if you got surgery to permanently remove your hair? That would be no different. You're making, you're making a cosmetic choice. To, uh, totally to different. fulfill your idea, totally of different, totally really different. Not. How 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 is it that how is that the same? How is that uh, you're t- removing a part away, of your body? Yeah, hair follicles. Totally. Yeah. Well, the hair. Follic- don't get me. Don't get me wrong. It's, a it's hair not- follicle cannot impregnate a woman. No, no, no. But it but it can do certain functions which is uh, a simple enough function would be grow on your head yeah. it functions it actually has a function in your body the idea that one the now, idea every that, hair follicle that, or are we just talking about the head the idea that you put out what just about now, the one on my taint are we on, getting the idea that, that the idea that you put out just now that uh uh that 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 uh, uh your um your sex organs you know what i mean are, are on a much different um level than than your hair as far as importance go because they hey, are here's the thing i would agree with that with me personally but i would uh, in, in my opinion you know from my own body but also i will say this that's wholly a matter of perspective that's wholly a matter of perspective there could be a person out there i'll give a good example I'll give you a totally good example. There are people out there with diseases where they live in wheelchairs, where their junk isn't function. You know, they're they they're not really like in the in the in the reproduction game whatsoever because they're mm-hmm. in a wheelchair right. and their haircut means much more to them on a daily basis than their junk. 
Really, truly, because that that is um, much more of who they are. And they're going to make uh, important life choices based on their haircut um, because that's just how they meet the world. People yeah, with muscular dystrophy and stuff like that. So their sure. uh, sexual identity has changed just because they got into a car accident? No, no, no. I'm not saying they're sexual. Uh, well, first off, not it's a gender identity or gen- uh, uh, gender uh, identity. Uh, rather, um, uh, I don't. Um, no, I'm not making that that uh, uh, whatsoever. I'm just saying that a person who is in their wheelchair, who's in a wheelchair, and um, and uh, and uh, let's say paralyzed or something like that, um, there does come a point probably in their life, probably towards older age, especially where things like their haircut is much more a part of their identity than uh, than their genitals for sure. For sure, I would assume that would. Be. I will say this, man. I I'm I I haven't had sex in a long time. It's just not something important to me right now whatsoever. Um, it's definitely probably more important than I guess. I would still say my my dick is more important than my hair. I would rather lose my hair than my dick. I mean, that's my point. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And but I think that person in that wheelchair is that the, the in in uh in uh that person in that wheelchair and anyone who is in that same group probably a very very such a small minority it's um i'm not saying they're not worth talking about but in far this discussion goes it does it's it doesn't really correlate well well i guess what i what what i mean is what i mean is 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 your perspective is a common perspective right it's a common perspective but but still at the end of the day but still at the end of the day it's a very common perspective mm-hmm. but still at the end of the day um, I always remind myself of this. It's still a perspective. It's still, and I'm willing still, to accept that it is a perspective. Yeah, I'm not saying so it's what still, I'm saying still, is ironclad yeah, and law. So there's I'm, still I'm, just going okay to, um, um, so that, that what I'm saying though is what I'm saying though is, is that when a person removes their genitals, you know, I mean, they're, they're making a, um, uh, a, or cha- alters their genitals. They're making a decision to, to say, Hey, I'm, I'm having this surgery to basically make my outside match my idea of myself, my body, match my idea of myself. Mm-hmm. My brain has this idea of myself, and I'm going to change my body to match my idea of myself. And what I'm getting at is that's exactly the same thing you do when you go get a haircut. You go and you say, my idea of myself is this haircut, and you ask for that. And, and it's literally the exact same thing. It's not literally the exact same thing. I think it's in the same planet it's not in the same ballpark. Yeah. It's not even in the same room. But I understand that it is has a there's changing your the, body. If, to if, match if you got a Venn diagram, you got like the very very thin parts of the sphere touching each other. I it's think. a temporary tattoo very, versus very a permanent thin tattoo. Parts of that sphere. It's, you, I would I would argue that a temporary tattoo is is um is is vastly different than a permanent tattoo. I would oh, argue that. I would totally. argue that for sure. Totally. For sure. Totally. For sure. For totally. sure. But but um, even in that short term, even in that short term, sort of uh, the idea of changing yourself to match your idea, changing your body to match your idea of yourself. And I guess what I'm getting at is uh, is that's a fundamental right, and that is a common thing that human beings do. It is a fundamental right, and it's a very common thing. Absolutely, I mean, I mean, I mean, you look at a countercultures over the years. You have people going through mohawks, shaving their heads, not necessarily for like you know a. Uh, you know, for like you have people shaving their heads, you know, you know, for for Nazism and against Nazism. You like like you have people like who are like mm-hmm. punks who are like, you know, I'm totally against, you know, these Nazi assholes. Then you have people shaving their heads for I am 100 percent a Nazi asshole. And then you have people growing out their hair uh, for the counterculture thing. You have people wearing mohawks. You have people wearing, you know, spiked hair. You have uh, people, you know, just like 
you know what I mean? Like, 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 like one thing could uh, represents uh, an idea, like you know, depending on the era that you're in, which you're in. Oh yeah, no, totally, you know totally, 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 totally. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying in a, in a very abstract way. I'm saying that 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 people all the time alter their bodies to match their idea of themselves. And what and I'm saying that that what transgender people are doing is 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 that. Is that and. So my argument is, um, you know, at least that small minority, it's like, are you sure you're willing to go down this path? Are you so sure this is exactly who you are? That's why I think, you know, children at a certain age shouldn't be willing to go down that certain path right away. Because that's where it gets dangerous. Would, like, are you I, I sure you're ready for this I, right I'm, now? I'm not a doctor. I would agree. Neither that, am I. I would agree. I would agree that probably in general, just in general, just in general, I would say that um, people who are not fully developed taking um, hormone drugs is risky. Um, Very that, risky. That, 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 that's, I will say that. I will say that. That's I'm not saying they're wrong. It's, 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 I'm saying it's, it's a risk. And it's as risky as, a, as a, it's as risky as somebody in high school taking steroids. It's it's mm. the, and 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 there are people there are dudes I knew in high school who took steroids. Oh, did I? And I and and uh, years later, uh, they do. Um, they they took hormones to to change their body to match their idea of themselves. They wanted to be a strong guy. You know what I mean? And so yeah. So I will give you the parallel of what you're talking about exists in things like steroids and stuff. Um um. Uh, but once again, once again, once again, once again, mm. no one is stopping high schoolers. Who are taking steroids, even though they're ruining their body and their dicks aren't going to work in the future, and they're going to have man titties in the future, and all these different things, and they're they're destroying their bodies. But there's really no outrage over that. That's been happening since what, like well, the fifties? You there, know what I mean? Uh, there like, is outrage, but it's not. I, I will give you that. It's not to the nearly like, to the near uh, level that which it was. And these are like 14, 15, 16 year olds, dude. I knew like 15, 16 year olds because in high it's for to win state, steroids. man. <laughs> Yeah, it's and to win state, you get, you give me a transgendered uh, you know girl who's going to win me state, then maybe we're not going to argue this one. Mm. Unless it's in a wrestling match, then maybe it's a problem. Mm. <laughs> or it's in a swimming match, so, yeah. maybe it's a problem. So this idea of of teenagers taking hormones, man. I mean, that idea is in sports, as far as uh, like things like high school football and stuff, that's been going on for forever. Yeah. And so once again, though, it's it's people taking drugs to alter their body to match their idea of themselves. It all comes back to that same thing. And so I guess keep on putting it under that whole thing. Hey, you have a right to alter your body to match your idea of yourself. You have a fundamental right to do that. Depends on the age. Um, I will say people need guidance for sure. You know what I mean? You know, if if I need a, to get a lottery scratch off at 18, you know, maybe uh, you should be at least 18 well, before listen, you I, I, start. Taking certain things, I don't know. I guess. Like, I, I, guess I, I guess. I guess. Here's, at least, here's what let's I'm saying. Let's think about saying. it. Here's what I'm saying. If some 16 year old dude who was playing football was like, "Should I use steroids?" I would say no. But also, but would I stop him? No. But but the steroids aren't being taken legally, though. What? The steroids aren't being taken legally. I think that should be also noted. You know, you have like you know 15, 16 year olds like you're saying are probably not getting those steroids on illicit means. There are no, there, there, uh, are but, doc, but, there are doc. There are but no, no, let me finish. There are doctors and hospitals who are giving you know hormones. To, uh, for transgendered, uh, you know, you know, children, uh, allegedly, you know, at certain ages, you know, 
and complete legal means. Maybe that's the big the big issue. Well, the mean, steroids, you know, you got steroids are 100% illegal. You got they're, they're legal for uh, for for adults. They're illegal for 25-year-olds in the NFL. That's 100% illegal. They, like they get banned from the sport. In baseball, basketball, football, uh soccer, uh lacrosse, hockey, the whole thing. But uh but now we're but now we're saying oh it's totally illegal for a uh, you know to give uh you know these hormones uh for uh you know a 7, 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old, that's totally illegal. I think that's probably a bigger issue. I think, from what I understand, uh, uh, um, once again, I'm not really a, a football jock, but man, I mean, I think you can buy like, like workout stuff that like really shoots your uh, hormone testosterone up in like, like no, I think I like GNC. Like, I yeah, think you can get buy, G- yeah, you can get. Okay, you can get creatine. You can get uh, I think metrics. They just have like, yeah, they have like, like they don't have like the, they don't have the, uh, the the like the actual anabolic steroids. <laughs> you, have, you can't go with a GNC and get anabolic steroids. Oh, of course, of course. No, no. Yeah, yeah. But my, my point is, anabolic steroids or human growth hormones, you can't go and get GNC. You got to get through through illicit means. You, you've seen that, you know, with the Belco case with uh, yeah. Barry Bonds or uh, Alex Rodriguez, they had to go through illegal means. These are million dollar athletes who who you know who are adults had to go through illicit means to get you know these steroids yeah. but we have children who have options well wouldn't to, it be better to go through licit means um if you're getting hormone drugs for sure it would for, be better for it to be monitored are you talking about athletes anyone well of course it's yeah of course it's better would, to go I through would, illicit I, means I, but, but, but it, those don't exist because they're illegal but My what i but what i mean is, is what i mean is personally i would even disagree with that i would say hey make steroids i've always been of the of the fan of make steroids legal in baseball I'm okay with making steroids legal, but the fact is, it's not. Yeah, but, but, but also, is, once again, my once point again, is, if they're it, making it shouldn't be legal for 16-year-olds e- either way, so so we can but agree on that. But it's still illegal, and my point is, the steroids yeah. are illegal steroids for, should not for, be legal 16-year-olds. for 16-year-olds. It's yeah. illegal for a 30-year-old, you know, $50 million a year athlete, yeah. but they're making it illegal. Okay, fine, illegal. Don't do it. Or, or you, they shouldn't do it, or you have to go through illicit means to do it. However, you have ter- per- perfectly legal channels for a yeah. eight-year-old, a seven-year-old who claims I am a woman trapped in a man's body or vice versa, they go into a specific hospital or you know, uh, you know, type of a you know doctor who's willing to say, yeah, you're right. Let's give you hormones to get you down this path and to you know eventually sterilize you in the way that you were meant. Biological, just biologically. I'm not saying you're wrong in the your only brain. Reason- I'm just saying biologically, you could be sterilized when you may not necessarily know that for sure it is because you're just a child. How do you know for sure? Because you were talking about the haircuts yeah. earlier. Okay, I I used to shave. Uh, Sam Appleman used to shave his head constantly when he was in high school. This is my identity. This is who I yeah. am. I used to shave my head all the time because I knew in the back of my brain, well, the hair is always going to grow back. Hair's always going to grow back. I'll but if you do something else down there, that's not so temporary. Well, can I give an example for me where I sure. feel very close to this whole time? Sure. So I'm sure you've heard me talk about this on stage. I went, um, uh, when I went through puberty, I developed a condition called gynecomastia, which I grew large woman-like breasts. This is an actual thing, right? Um, so the hormones in my body, um, I don't know what happened, but I grew large woman-like breasts, like actual breast tissue. Okay. And at the age of 23, I had gynecomastia surgeries um, to remove 
um, uh, these breasts that I had. Um, so literally I augmented my body at the age of 23. Okay. And I looked into it for the first time when I was like 14, 15 years old. And there's a part of me that kind of does wish I did it younger. Now doing the surgery does because, uh, it's hormones being directed to my chest. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, whenever I did the surgery, then of course, because these hormones can't be sent to my chest anymore, all these other things happen in my body. You know what right. I mean? And I ended up being a very healthy individual as far as I can tell. Um, um, after these surgeries at 23, maybe I wouldn't have been healthy if I had the surgeries at 14. Maybe it would have messed with my hormones too much. I don't know, but there is a part of me that really wanted to do it at 14. And I can't say for sure whether or not maybe it would have been really healthy for me to do it at 14. I was very committed to the idea of not having man boobs, very committed to this idea. Um, right. At 14, I knew for sure I wanted to live my life um, um, uh, uh, as a, a stereotypical man. And so I wanted to remove these man boobs for sure. I knew that at 12. I knew that as soon as they, I developed man boobs, I knew that. Can I ask you a for question? Sure. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. All right. Let's say the man boobs aside. Besides that, what else about you were not manly? Were, that was were, it. That was it. That's what, okay. That was so it. that yeah. all right. So it was a very you know off center you know it, it was unfortunate uh, situation that you had that you uh that, that you went down a path to like let's get rid of these. But that sounds like what you had was a very unique situation that you were able to get rid of. You were still a man. You still identified as a man. You still had facial hair in here. Facial hair down there. You still had a penis. I'm gonna assume, and you know all that. It sounds like a very unique thing that you had. It doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't sound like it correlates so much as to a uh, to a uh, you know someone who's identifying as a, who is biologically a male, identifying well, as a woman, or vice versa. What, what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at. You know what I mean? This. What I'm getting at is this. So if we look at a dude as The Rock, and we look at a woman as Scarlett Johansson, then I was definitely something in between. So I can't really say that people are men or women. I can't really say that. You really That's thought like you were thing. not so much a man? I really do think for sure I was something, uh, I, I, I was and am something in between a man and a woman, for sure. Because I guess grew boobs. Like it was actual breast tissue that they removed from me, like large amounts of breast tissue. Other dudes were not experiencing this. So my body is obviously doing something unique. My body is obviously placing me something in between a man and a woman, for sure. For sure, because it's doing it. it's literally estrogen that's making those boobs. Okay, for right, sure. Okay, all right. So was it estrogen? For sure. that, it was estrogen that was doing it. Yes. Okay. For sure. That's the only. It's the only option. It's the only thing that grows boobs is estrogen. For sure. So it was estrogen that was for sure doing it. So for whatever reason, now every dude has some estrogen in their body, but for well, whatever yeah, reason, certain levels. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, my body made a ton of it, and I grew these boobs. That's an actual thing that happened to me. So I look at myself, and I don't think I'm. I, I'm a I'm I'm a man the way um, the Rock is a man or or the way the stereo all the stereotypes are. I definitely view myself as something in between. And so this idea of 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 binary genders, uh, um, a man woman, all that that's ludicrous to me, completely ludicrous. But that does go back to the point that I was saying earlier. Maybe it wasn't so much you were less of a man; you were still a man. Well, can you I still you, are a man, but I you were just. A different kind of man, like you know, like how like like my friend uh, yeah. who I grew up with, well, like, she's still a woman. She was just a different kind of woman. Well, Doesn't make her any less of a woman. She's still a woman, hundred percent. How about this? And this is an interesting thing. I think what would help a lot um, towards meeting the middle ground is this: is um, I get what you're saying. How you worry about whether or not 
um, children um, uh, who are taking these these drugs. And that's my big concern. If you're 25 years old and you think uh, you're this and you've been like this for a long time, hey, you're 25 years old, then I'm willing to trust you. Go down this road, do your thing. I'm willing to trust you. I'll whatever your pronouns is. That I'll, I'll, yeah, I, I'm on your side. Hundred billion maybe, but, percent. But, I think, but my issue is, is with like little kids. I think here's the thing: is that is that um, uh, most. I think what would go a long way is just normalizing the reality that certain people are born uh, of saying to people in general, saying in school, saying this, saying, "Hey, there are people who are born with the body of a man and the brain of a woman." And here's the thing: that's okay, just as is. That's okay, just as is. You can just be that. If mm-hmm. you want, you know what I mean? You can just know that and everything like that and, and just be that. I think that would go a long way if you just kind of normalized um, um, uh, that, you know what I mean? Where a person can say, hey, I have the body of a man and a brain of a woman. I think just being able to be that, that's something that's to me is fascinating is we haven't really tried that yet, if that makes sense. And the reason I get it is this, is it looks weird. Here's what I'm getting at. There are a lot of dudes who just go, hey, man, I just don't want to wear, I want to wear women's clothes. You know what I mean? I want to put on makeup. You know what I mean? I have the brain of a woman, you know? So I have the body of a dude, and I want to put on women's clothes. I want to wear makeup and all that and stuff. I, I'm definitely transgender. I, I have these, these, these desires, you know what I mean? So here's what I'm saying is if we just normalize that, then, then there wouldn't need to be this rush for surgery. The reason there's a rush for surgery is we find it, is, and this is our fault as people. We find it disturbing for someone to have a five o'clock shadow wearing a dress. We find that to be disturbing. So people rush to get surgeries in order to basically live a life of peace, essentially. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, they're going to be harassed. If someone with a five o'clock shadow, um, 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 they shaved earlier that day, and now they have a five o'clock shadow, and they're going to a woman's room wearing a dress, somebody's going to yell at them. So they go, okay, I got to go get electrolysis on my face. I have to go get these surgeries. Because if I don't, if I don't get these surgeries to change the way I look, um, it's just going to be a life of hardship towards my desires. That seems like an extreme reaction, though, because you're saying that uh, anyone who is uh, just like if you're a uh, man who wants to wear women's clothes, that makes you transgendered. No, no I thought I, that I just say, made I you say, cross. I thought it just made you well, cross. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that would, of course, let's say let's J. Say, Edgar let's Hoover, that, who was the head of the FBI, he he that, that dude was well, like like chronicled. You have to agree, to wear women's clothing. Is, you have it, to agree that would be the start, right? So like, it's if a you're, start, but does that necessarily mean you're transgendered? No, no, no. It though? doesn't necessarily mean that, but you have to agree that that would be the big. So let's. Say you 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 know you're transgender and and you go okay sure. you go you go okay but I'm scared to be transgender in public. Well, what would you do? You'd be at home wearing women's clothes, walking around your house in women's clothes. Um, if you were a closeted transgender person, you would literally be at home walking around in women's clothes. Why? That would though? be what a closeted transgender person would do. Right, but the same way a closeted gay person would would be would be fucking uh, the same sex. I've had this. Pro- doors. I've also had this problem though. Because uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of women, and now let's just say, for the sake of argument, normal women, you know, standard women, cis women, yeah, s- yeah, sure, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, it's, right. a, let's it's just, a good term, it's a okay. good term. Let's you just know what for, I mean? for the sake of argument, like uh, you know, you're cis women, yeah, sure. it's a good term, it's a fine know, term, who are just walking around who and they're wearing jeans, they're wearing you know, you know, t-shirts, they're wearing a hoodie and everything, and they are still a woman, oh, of course, who yeah, fuck yeah. men, yeah, yeah, they identify as a woman, want to, yeah, totally. you know, want to fuck. 
all the men and everything, and we'll, you know, and, yeah. and, and, there's and, a tomboy, yeah, tomboy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but even, even let's take that term out of it just for for a second. Yeah. Who like you know who like want to do that? Um, I will say that's more normalized for women. It's more normalized it for a woman to wear men's style of clothing in public as a tomboy. It, there, there, it is more normalized, I feel, for butch women to exist than for. Uh, uh, um, very infeminate men to exist. It is more for whatever reason. I think just dudes in general are more. Um, uh, sadly, a lot of dudes in this world are homophobic, and so they're more comfortable around a butch lesbian. What what what's termed a butch lesbian than they would be around an infeminate man. Cut up sleeves, short hair. You know. Yeah. Tattoos. So they they go. I I relate to this. You know what I mean. Um, I relate to a tomboy lesbian more than an infeminate man. I, I think that's sad. You know what I mean. I think that they. Um, um, but I can see that attitude happen. And so, and so, once again, it becomes a question of normality. It becomes a question of of, of these uh, of of women um, say uh, of the of the of society just allows for that, like you said, the jeans and the hoodie and all that. And society just doesn't allow men in dresses to walk around. And so, yeah, there is this question. I'm of, willing to argue that society does because I see it all the time. Granted, I live in New York, so yeah, there's yeah. also oh, that of argument. Course, of course, so. yeah, much more in New York than yeah, anyplace else. Yeah. Um, but but um, but but what I but what I mean is is uh, I feel truly that needs to be normalized for sure. Um, for sure, uh, 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 women being able to um, be tomboys, men being able to be effeminate, that of course needs to be normalized. And you might be right. You might be onto something in that maybe there's a social pressure to declare yourself as transgender when maybe there would have been some some middle ground, you know what I mean? Um, um, but I think that's shame on society from not promoting that middle ground um, um, and saying, hey, you know what I mean? Let's let's make everything on this cool. You know what I mean? Like, hey, if you want to be a guy who dresses in a very feminine way, that's totally cool. If you want to be a woman who dresses in a very masculine way, that's, that's very cool. If you want to make alterations to your body, that's cool too. Really preaching that freedom is what calms people down. I totally get what you're saying, how people get caught up and stuff because they, they um, uh, but a lot of times the way, reason people get caught up and stuff is because they're being told no. And if you just kind of right. open everything up and go, hey, yeah, man, like these are all the options. Do whatever you want. People will pick the middle ground a lot of times if that's for them. And if something more, if, if, if going further is for them, then they'll pick that too. You know what I mean? But, um, but uh, I firmly believe that, you know. Um, but I, I do think, yeah, you know, we have a responsibility. You know, the thing about it is, man, is these are all paradigms. And we, we had a, a previous paradigm of just these very binary systems. And now we're moving to a paradigm um, of that's a spectrum system um, on both gender and sexuality. We're moving to that paradigm uh, where we acknowledge the spectrum of gender and the spectrum of sexuality. And so um, uh, the quicker we normalize that spectrum... And, um, um, and, and, and like we talked about, you know, they say, hey, yeah, if you want to be a guy who dresses in feminine, um, if you want to be a woman who dresses like a tomboy, totally cool, totally awesome. Um, but if you want to uh, go further and fully transition into the, into, into, uh, the, the sex that you weren't assigned, uh, the sex that is different than the sex that you were assigned at birth, then that's your option too. But once again, if you fully normalize stuff, um, you won't, I firmly believe you won't get people feeling that they need to go all the way. Uh, um, uh, I, I do get what you're saying. There, it will kind of bring a bit more subtlety to to people discovering who they are. Yeah, you know what I mean. Toward, and 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 will create that option. And you're already seeing that. You're seeing people who maybe used to identify as 
uh, gay or lesbian now identify as non-binary and, and, and whatnot. And, and there's all these other ideas where they say, okay, well, you know, not only, um, uh, you know, I'm, I was assigned a man at birth, uh, being a man at birth and I'm attracted to men, but I don't feel like I'm fully a man, even though I am attracted to men. So I identify as non-binary. I take that label. And I think that's fine, man. That's fine. It's a way of saying, hey, man, I don't think I'm the rock. Like, I don't, if that's a dude over there, I just don't think I'm that. I'm not even trying for that. I guess my only, uh, con- like, um, con- I, I, I don't want to say it's an issue. I don't want to say it's wrong. I want to say, like, I guess we'll go with confusion. Like, what makes you think just because, uh, you're, you're, oh, I'm, I'm non-binary or I'm this and that. How do you, like, like I was just talking about, like, maybe, you're, maybe you still are a man. Or maybe you still are a woman. You're just like, you're just like a different kind. There's nothing wrong with it. Maybe that's the only thing that's confusing me about it is, uh, you know, well, like, yeah, oh, no, like, oh, I'm I non-binary, think I'm, I'm this and that. Like, but how do you know you're just, you're, 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 no, you're still, you're still a dude or you're still a chick. There's nothing wrong. There's well, nothing well, wrong well, with that. Well, the, the reason, what the reason what I think you're getting caught up in is this is, is, is you just want to use old language. Maybe I do. You get what I'm saying? Maybe you know I I'm do. That, 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 Maybe that, I do. I'm willing. I'm willing to accept that. I that's the possibility. But see, the same, you but, just but, want you just want language that kind of um, uh, creates variations on old language. Man, what's wrong you know with language? Right? And and so and so and so because I think here's the thing is is what I hear you talking about is largely the same thing that exists. You just would like it labeled a different way. Um, which th- that's what I think is kind of the interesting thing that I kind of always come back to basically is it really is just a matter of uh, who makes the grass green and it's you son yeah <laughs> so who makes the grass green <laughs> alright well let's move on let's move on let's move on let's move on oh shit yeah yeah it's definitely uh, uh, okay uh, what happens after you die <laughs> what do you think what happens after I die alright well um I would like to think that um, um, it's not endless darkness, okay. but I'm fearing more and more every day it's going to be endless darkness. So you think you will be, um, uh, you think you will be conscious within endless darkness? As, I don't know. As Sam Appleman, I. Uh, the thing is, that's uh, like when someone says, "Oh, it's endless darkness." People's like, "Oh, so I'm going to be just be." darkness the whole time i feel like i'm just gonna be stuck in a locked room for the rest of my life just like not being able to move this way that way up down sideways diagonal and everything not be able to hear anything not be able to say anything i'll just be like just in a silent room that's what the things that's what my brain thinks about yeah. but i don't think that's what people mean when they say endless darkness like um all right you know uh, you ever watch the sopranos yeah all right so th- like the uh like it like, you know, like one of the con- like especially in that last season one of the con- uh you know constant you know things that they kept on coming about was was about death and i was just like oh it's nothing it's endless it's just a big nothing it's it's uh and um that's what the like uh like what i think the uh the, the finale was where uh you know he had the little ring of the, of the bell and then just went then just went fade to black went right to black and everything it was just dead silence and quiet it's not that he was conscious that it was black it was just black it was just darkness. So you think he got killed and it was not? Oh, I hundred percent. No. Oh, Tony Soprano died in that last season. Stop. Stop looking into it. He's dead. He got shot in the head by the guy. Members only. That's what I think. Anyway, so I hundred percent believe. So okay. I. Uh, so that. So when people say, "Oh, it's just darkness and blackness," like, uh, let me be very clear with this. When people say it's blackness, it's dark. And uh, there's nothing in, in everything. I'm not saying I'm consciously aware. I'm in darkness. 
what they're actually trying to say is it's just nothing, which I don't think we as human beings can comprehend because look at us. Look mm-hmm. at us right now. We're alive right now. How the hell could we ever possibly make a pure, true guesstimate on what's well, going to happen? Here's, I, here's, hey, we can talk about it, which is great. This, this, this is great. What's interesting. But I just don't think we can truly believe that if we, if we believe 100% it's going to be darkness. Well, what does darkness mean to us? It's, a, it's, it's more than just being darkness and being black and like, oh, well, it's quiet and everything. I don't think we can truly make a guesstimate. Oh, it's going to be in heaven because the pearly gates. No, I mean, I, I hope it's true. Honestly, I hope that's it. I hope uh, there's a heaven, and I'm hanging out with my with with my family, with my best friends, with everything, and everything's great because that's what heaven is. It's always the, it's the yeah. best version of whatever the hell you think is you know part of yeah. you know without using the word hell. I you know you know I hope it's that version, but I don't know. But to say it's darkness, how can you say it's darkness when my version of darkness is still being consciously aware that it's dark? <laughs> you know? Well, here's the thing: is so, I don't know. So, so, so it's kind of interesting. I, I'm always fascinated with the word "nothing" because the word "nothing" means no thing. That's actually what it means. Right. Nothing. Yeah. No thing. Oh yeah. No I, thing. Um, so anyway, here's what I'm saying though: is what you're describing are things. You're describing a dark room. You're describing not being able to move. You know what I mean? So you're describing things because we're alive so, right so, now. So, so what true, else am I supposed to say? But true nothing is true nothing. True nothing is true nothing. Mm-hmm. True nothing is just literally just nothing. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. wouldn't you wouldn't know what true nothing is. And so that's kind of an interesting thing. So let, let's do a thought experiment here. A couple of things. Um, one, it kind of um is interesting that you fear this room of darkness. I'll give you a, a, a scarier metaphor that I think that I worry about is um is uh they say uh I once heard a person say that um eternity is a mirror. That's scary too. Eternity is just a mirror. Eternity is you walk into a room and it's just mirrors. And, and so it's kind of a similar of darkness. It's just mirrors. And so the idea meaning that it's like what you're saying is you're just left with, with everything that was. And so you're left just reflecting on that for all of eternity. Mm. Now, that being said, that being said, follow me on this theory. Okay. You die. And then you go to this dark room that you, that you think about. Okay. Yeah, you go there or this whatever, you know, this room full of mirrors or whatever. And then you think I'm going to be here for forever. And then five minutes later, everything ends. But here's the crazy part. That five minutes will be forever. Because that's all you know. And then your consciousness goes into the bingo ball hopper. But when you're there for that five minutes, that's forever. In that five minutes, you'll be like, "I'm." this is forever. So just five minutes just waiting for something to happen. No, not even that. Not even that. You don't even realize that it shut off. It just shuts off. So that five minutes is forever. So it's not five minutes. Well, how long is forever? <laughs> forever is till the end. Hey, five minutes, I know that. Forever is, is till you don't realize anymore. Well, that goes to my point. Like, how can we comprehend what's forever? That's what I mean. Is, 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 it's, it's whenever you're not conscious of Sam Appleman anymore. That's when forever ends. So what I mean is if you go to a place, if you go to heaven, you go to hell, you think I'm going to be here for all of, etern- all of eternity. And if that's the last place you are, then you are there for all of eternity because that was the last place you are. Right. So that's kind of the thing. Isn't that interesting? It is. It is. It's yeah. really good. And the thing that fucks with me is uh, that what keeps me up at night, not all the time, but sometimes when I think about death and I'm like, okay, but how can I comprehend what 
the end is because 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 if because because you know I'm conscious right now is because I'm alive. Yeah. You know, it's like the old uh, it's like Descartes. You know, it's like I think before that I am, which is one thing that I do believe. Okay. I think therefore therefore that I am. It's the one. It's the, the, two, the the two things. Like I think therefore that I am. One two. I believe uh, those two things. That I, I can't. I, everything else is possibly subjective. I'm okay with that. All right. You know what is actually the one thing I believe? What? I do not believe anything. I hear that. <laughs> and I'm believe. willing, and I'm willing to believe that. I do <laughs> which not is, believe which is, which is crazy. Like, yeah. like that's like, literally the one thing I believe is I do not believe anything. Yeah, it's just my one code. I do not believe anything. Uh, I can say it another way. I, th- I say a thing is a now. Thing is a now. Okay. People go. People are things. Go, things are now. I'm thinking right now. Yeah. That's all I know. I'm thinking, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking. The I'm idea thinking, that the menu is not the right meal. I'm, I'm touching this. I don't know what this is. What this is, but I'm. But yeah. I know I I am touching something. But I'm when, thinking, when we I'm lab- about it. when we label stuff, it's it's the it's the menu, it's not the meal. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I'm thinking about it. But beyond like okay, so you lose consciousness. You're in a dark like like not necessarily dark room, but just what's oh it's supposed to be darkness. But the darkness is only what someone has told me. So I'm willing to mm-hmm. believe that I was told that it's supposed to be darkness. So, all right, so I'm willing to believe that I'm willing to believe that I don't believe that because only because of what they told me. You know what's interesting? Maybe you go to the place that you believe you're going to go. Maybe you will go to that room of darkness because you hold that. I hope that's the thing, though. I hope it's not that. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I, I, fear, you gotta, I fear that. You gotta, I fear you got to form a friendship with God so you at least have that illusion for Do that I five have minutes. To? <laughs> so you at least have that illusion for that five minutes. Can I just uh, go... You know, play beach volleyball with uh, you know, you know, freaking uh, the uh, the 2004 Olympic medal team from uh, from the US because they know, were two beautiful women. I, you know, I, I, I wanted to just I, do that I, for the rest, I, of, I, uh, rest of eternity. Uh, I I think that that's a noble thing. I have a I have a bit where I actually yeah where I say that I go you know uh, I, I you know I say where I talk about how I, I think atheists you know maybe they get nothing because they believe in nothing and uh, and I believe in God and I believe that He will give me heaven. And I, there I will be married to 1998 Pamela Anderson. You know, right, you know, right. Yeah. It's like when you're on yeah. deathbed, it's like, you know, maybe let me cash in my chips before I, uh, you, yeah. know, you know, it's like, yeah. like give me this one last chance. You might, you, know? you might get whatever you believe in. You know what I mean? You Who might knows? get it. You might get it. Who knows? And so, yeah. But, but the thing is, that's also why the, uh, the idea of, um, you know, like to get dark here, it's like the idea of suicide. It's like the ultimate, like, you know, uh, mm, no, man, I, I feel like you got to earn you gotta earn. Oh, it. you gotta ride out to the end. That's you what I'm saying. You, you know, gotta, you, no, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, gotta, gotta finish suicide. You gotta finish but it. I will tell you, you, you this, can't, man. you can't just press reset. You can't just like turn off the, turn I've off had the console. Scary you gotta moments. keep going. I've had some scary moments on shrooms, most notably, but where my brain is like trying to self-destruct, and so I do have empathy for people who commit suicide because I've been in these weird states where like my brain is literally telling me to kill myself, and I have to like talk myself down. Yeah, it's insane. No, I. The thing is, I yeah, so I know those states of consciousness exist. People like I've I grew up with uh with kids who uh you know sadly sadly uh who did kill themselves. One in seventh grade, one in uh senior in high school. They did yeah. kill themselves. One hung themselves, and the other one uh, shot themselves Jesus. in the face with a shotgun. And um, I have total one hundred percent empathy for them and and their family. But forget their family for a second. Yeah. Empathy. I do have empathy for them. I because mainly because of what like ah if you just held out because I didn't have a great time in middle school. I'm not saying there was a point where I was yeah. like, you know, ready to end it all. But I, but, but I, I just know if you just held yeah. out, you maybe like you maybe you could have come out to be one of the best people 
Oh yeah, no, you no, never no. know. I definitely um, I, and and listen, I think there's different uh, um, ways people uh, people who tragically commit suicide. There's different ways they approach it, and so I can't speak to it all. But I will say this: suicide hotlines exist. And when you think about a hotline, what is a hotline? It's a person who needs help in the like right in now. That second, yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean that second. So, so I tend to think that one of the ways people approach suicide is through these manic states, where it's literally just like their their brain is literally telling them to kill themselves mm. in this moment. And if they simply can hold out for like an hour, their brain will actually be able to write itself um, just biologically. So I do think, um, and that's why I really have a lot of um, empathy, man. Whenever I hear somebody like it's hanging themselves mm-hmm. or a shotgun, I think like, man, it might have just been this state where just this brain was just their brain was yelling yeah, at just them, a bad just little yelling moment, at you know? them, yelling at them to just end it. Not and to that's say so crazy to think about, but I've experienced those states, and I've called people right away. I've had you know like just call call up somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of think, okay, it's hotline time. Yeah, and um. But that's real, man. That's real. And yeah, those like, manic states. Yeah, just, and, and those they and, and those states are not just like they don't come out of the blue. They are, you know, you know, they are. Well, for me, time. it was it was shroom induced both uh, times. It I, was shroom induced I mean, both times. From a personal standpoint, yeah. I have had moments where it was not like just like like oh wow, I like you know it, it was like a like a mushroom cloud, like an atomic bomb. It was a slow build, yeah. and um, there were times where I called you know uh, certain loved ones where I'm like I'm just not happy yeah. right now. I'm just like and they just. You know, and they literally just focused on, on me just saying, hey, just take a breath, yeah. take a breather, just focus on your breathing right now. And I was like, you know, panicking, like losing yeah. this. He's like, take a breather, just take a breather. And I would just want you just to focus on one thing, and that's your breath. And, yeah. just focus on, and it's like literally just like talking you down to just yeah. relaxing you for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And like, and like, not to say that works for everybody, but I know it worked for me. No, and, I, know. And that I, I, firm, it, I firmly believe that, yeah. that, that. Not that that does work for everybody, like you said, but yeah, that, that is a way to get your mind back on the right path. Yeah, because that could just be it. Be like, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm just not thinking clearly right now because, yeah. uh, because I'm, you know, like breathing so heavily right well, now. Well, you know, when I, when I'm in, when I'm, whenever I've been on shrooms and I've had these experiences, one thing I will say about shrooms is after, when, I, when I'm on shrooms, I realize, oh, this is what the people who are schizophrenic on the subway are experiencing. Like, because I know, you know, I'm experiencing the same thing where I'm having these urges to talk to myself, you know, I mean, in public and stuff like that. And I have to fight back those urges, things like that. So I'm like, okay, these are clearly what, this is clearly what these people are experiencing on, on the day to day. I'm experiencing it through shrooms, but they experience it on the day to day. And, and drug induced psychosis is a real thing. People who don't come back from shroom trips, basically. And so that being said, being that I've had these experiences, of of uh, and I really actually don't use shrooms uh, for the most part anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm very careful with them um, because I've I've had the experiences. Now I use it with friends, you know what I mean. Um, but because I've had these experiences where I've been alone on shrooms and I've really gone to these dark places where my brain was yelling at me to kill myself. Um, because I've had these experiences, I I tend to. Uh, use less in that way, but also I realize that these experiences are natural to some degree, meaning that there are people who just have a brain that just all of a sudden goes on shrooms naturally, and they just experience that state naturally, um, probably because they're in such a stressful state that their brain breaks. The way shrooms breaks your brain, um, um, they literally do it through stress. Mm. Um, I don't know what that would take. Um, I hope I never get to that point of that much stress. 
Um, but I can imagine people that I see on the subway have clearly gone through trauma. And so you sit there and you look at you go, hey, man, I, I clearly uh, uh, haven't experienced the, uh, uh, the, the, the level of trauma that you've experienced, which is clearly a level of trauma of like, of like um, severe physical abuse, like, like severe, like, oh. you know, like, like probably like, like, like beaten uh uh like a uh, uh to uh black and blue as a child you some know of them I mean? like you, straight up beaten black and, and you blue can I, I, as and, a child and it's, and it's sad because you can and see, you see they're schizophrenic now yeah, yeah. And you're like you got beaten black and blue as a child like badly by somebody who did not love and you not even and said that they loved you probably yeah and not even just the ones who are like like generally like schizophrenic or like you know like uh, like to the point where the, you need like a mental health professional to deal with them even the ones who are just walking in and uh the like you hear like their spiel their speech or whatever or like they have like you could just tell like the like the trauma that they went through or like, you at least kind of like, sense it just by like how they approach it some of them are are just like very like hey uh, sorry to interrupt you. I just want to like, you yeah. know, do this, do that, please. No. Okay. And then just kind of go yeah. on the thing. And you have, there's been a few where like over the years where they just come in high. Like I can't yeah. fucking deal with this anymore. You give me something. I don't yeah. fucking care. Give me something. Why can't you give me anything? Yeah. Like, I'm just starving right here. And, and, and they don't even, and, and a lot of, and a lot of people will bring up like empathy for like, Oh, I have a kid. I have to. I have to. I have to. I have to feed. I have a. Uh, you know, my mother had to feed, or I have to go to the doctors, or I can't. I need to go to the homeless shelter. Some people are. This, this, this is like this one woman who's a sticks on my brain from like, like eight years ago when I first moved here. It's like I don't care about anything. Give me something. Give me something. Who was just purely just fed yeah, up. Yeah. Who was just like, and you could just see the look on her face. She's been through some stuff, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you, you, you yeah. I need you clearly well, need the, to give me something. Like it was just on her face. Like you know, you know. The other thing to think about though is is is, and this is sad. She probably knows that level of anxiety gets people to give money. Yeah, to, it, it wakes people up. It was that's be, what's so sad. And it is wasn't that because she has to. Um, attain that level of anxiety right. in order to get people to pay attention to her, and man, that's um, it's it's I've I, there's been moments in my life, man, where I felt very invisible, and so I can identify with that, man. I oh. can identify with that wholeheartedly, man. And, and, and it's not like in in you know in the feeling I thought when when she came in, it wasn't she was trying to scare us. Like I've had uh, you know homeless people who like gently tried to scare me. Yeah. Gently tried to be like, you know, like try to like scare me into giving them something. She wasn't trying to scare us. She was just in a moment and she was wow. just fed up. And you could just, and it was, if she was faking it, then God bless her. But she, yeah. I just didn't believe she was. She was really just over whatever, the, like she was just having a day. And as far as I know, yeah. that was the one time she really nailed the like the, yeah. the performance. Oh, yeah. the, she tried to do it the next car and probably just you know gave like a C plus performance. Like she just yeah. gave the yeah. A plus. You got all you the dollar. You yeah, like it. you did yeah. in that moment. Like yeah. she was because you've like, seen oh. the bullshitter ones that like freak out dude, where you're. Dude, I've not, seen I don't want to say the bullshitter. Oh, such oh, a terrible thing to say. Oh, uh, I've seen the bullshitter. You yeah. want to hear my bullshitter story? Really? All right. So when I first moved here, uh, you know, this is back in 2014 the first like year and a half i was out riding the the d train and the n train from um 
from uh, from Brooklyn, Borough Park. Uh, so yeah, near, yeah. so uh, Borough Park in uh, Sunset Park, that yeah. area in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, which actually not that far from where the shooting was uh, a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, excuse me, a couple a couple, uh, a couple months ago. ago. A couple months ago. Yeah. And um, month, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not that far months, from them. weeks. Um, yeah, about yeah. a month ago. About a month ago. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, at D in the end train, and um, there was this uh, kid, and I say a kid because I, I was 24 at the time. He must have been not a day over 20. He was probably he was a black kid. Um, he was probably about six foot tall, and he would come in, and he was. At the time, what I perceived to be deaf, because he did the, uh, mm. got it, got mm. it, got it. Yeah, he, he did, yeah, he yeah, did those yeah, noises, yeah. and he would point at his ear. In uh, you know, he look, and I'm like looking him up and down. He's wearing grungy shoes, grungy pants, white t-shirt, and uh, you know, didn't matter the time of the year. He's always in a t-shirt. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, all right. So this kid's struggling. Yeah. There, I think there was a time where I gave him a dollar. Maybe you know whatever, I and mean, he was he was struggling. He was going, and I would see him like maybe a couple times a month. Then probably about so this is 2014, probably around 2000, late 2015, so one thirty in the morning. I'm on my way home from work, and uh, I, I'm you know I'm coming back I'm coming back home, and I'm on the uh, I'm on the Q train, so on a different line than what I originally was. And I, and I it was the exact same kid, hundred percent, same haircut, same everything. And um, it's around 1.30 1 in the morning. And uh, he comes in, and he uh, does the same routine. And, and I'm like, oh, I recognize this kid. Okay, well, yeah. right, whatever. Goes out the car. You know, goes in, in you know, to the door. Yeah. Probably about 20 seconds later, comes in hot, angry, yelling, talking. And I'm like, wait, what? He's like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. I'm tired of this shit. Y'all give me nothing all the time and everything. And I'm like, so and he just came off the act. Yeah. Came completely off. I was like, he's just like, I'm yeah. ditching this thing. I'm fucking yeah. guys. And I'm and I'm and I'm just sitting bro. there. Now, and, and it was genuinely angry. I'm like sitting there, like with like my bag. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Like doing like we all do, just like when yeah. there's something. Mm, okay, mm, okay. And there's this one guy who I guess whether he saw through the act or just was fed up himself, who was sitting down on the bench across from me, and he started just preaching like you know something straight out of like you know the book of Genesis. You know, like you just like he's like the Lord does this. The Lord, you have. No no, like, like you started like like preaching to the guy and they started yelling each other in the face, like right, in, right into each other. It was one of the, uh, it, it was one of those like um, uh, old uh, old cars where uh, where it was it was like all it, what was like what was it uh, the C train? Remember yeah, the C yeah, train? Yeah. It was it wasn't it wasn't the C train. I know you're talking about the those old cars. cars. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? I know you're talking and about like, the old cars. And like so, yeah. where you're stuck there, you, like, yeah. you're kind of stuck there. So I was like. Son of a bitch, and I just waited for the next stop, and I just got the hell uh, out of there, hoping the God he didn't come in. He didn't, but like I'm like I saw the whole act just fall down, yeah. and he was like, "Fuck this shit," and I was like, "I for two years, like this was the deaf kid who begged for money, and he got money, and he just came off of it." One and he's day. like, "I was fucking over this shit, fuck yeah. you guys." I'm like, "Fuck." So. You, you know what's interesting? Every once in a while, he probably came off of it. That was just your day to finally yeah, do it like, after two years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Like I just got lucky in that yeah. one spring You're day. Probably, yeah. Um, okay, now this is my favorite question. All right. Um, have you ever experienced the miraculous or the supernatural? No. No. 
<laughs> that's fine. That's fine. No, I honestly haven't. Yeah. Um, I did have. I, I well, well, I'll, we'll at least talk about it. Um, yeah. my first uh, service job. So I'm, I'm a bartender. I've been yeah, a bartender. And this could for, be uh, for, ghosts, aliens, but it could be something that happens within you. You just right. experience randomly, not drug induced, just random different states. No, 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 no. Like, like just like straight. Like, so like you you start hearing people's thoughts or some shit. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, the first uh. Uh, service job I ever had was uh, at the Dunes Club, Narragansett, Rhode Island. Okay. So this is back in 2010. Love it. Um, but this, but the, it was my second year. I was there for three years. So it's my second year. So this is 2011, rather. Yeah. So 2011. So about uh, 11 years 11 years ago. Um, I'm uh, now now the way this was set up, it was a uh, it was a beach. It was, it was a country club, essentially yeah. a country club. But it was on a beach in Narragansett. Yeah. So essentially, picture a puncher club instead of golf. You had beach. Yeah. That was it. And yeah. we, there was a uh, like a little mini compound for all the workers to to live at. So we had like dorm style living. Yeah. You know, in this like little area that we all like, it was all fenced off. So basically, at night we're all by ourselves. We're drinking. We're smoking. Doing drugs, doing all sorts of things and everything, and uh, Rhode Island beach stuff. Yeah, and a lot of it was a great time, and you're getting paid. And, it was, and also, the living was free. It was free room and board. Awesome, hundred yeah. percent free room and board. Yeah. So I'm so uh, you know, so all the money I got went to you know towards my gas, my Love beer, it. and everything. It was a great time, and um, so one night, uh, now this this place, now this uh, this uh, beach club is like hundred years old. It was like. Like you know, like built like in 1907, got hit Something by a right. hurricane like three years into it, then rebuilt in like 1917. So it's a super old building, like original. It doesn't even have air conditioning. That's how old it is. Yeah, it's like super old school. So we're sitting there. It's like two o'clock in the morning. All like me being you know bright and bushy tailed, 21 year old kid talking to, like these 35 year old you know you know cooks and uh, yeah, you yeah. know and everything you know trying to like you know scare us into stuff he's like oh you don't understand man i just i've like i uh used I, I would fish here in the off season you know i'd be walking down the uh down down, down by the cabanas at the far end where there's no cameras man and there's no anything man and i'm just going off to fish and i would hear creaks and crowns and everything and i hear hoops and hollers and i would see things all the time and i'm like okay 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 so there's this one night where I uh, there's a vending machine on the opposite end where you're free to go to, uh, but you had to go through like these long weird pathways to get to the vending machine. And I just want uh, I know it's one o'clock in the morning. I want a Coca Cola, you know, whatever. So I would walk through there. I go to the vending machine, get the you know put in my quarters. It's super old school, so it's like you know like yeah. like those like old 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 comes from like the 1980s yeah. and everything. Yeah. You can get like a grape soda like yeah, that yeah, old. Yeah. I'm like oh, I want a grape soda right now, so I get a grape soda. I go in. I'm going down the pathway, and I hear like this, like like a st- like it's like all wood, right? So I hear like this like creak, and I'm like, well, like like it was like to the point where I thought someone was behind me. So I turn around, and I thought I thought this apparition in front of me. It turns like now for a solid second and a half, I freaked the fuck out because I was a couple of things. I was drunk. Yeah. I was smoking. I had smoked weed. And it was also late at night, you know, one of thirty, two o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, and everything. But I thought I saw this apparition. It turns out it was just the big shadow of of the security guard who was just making his rounds. And he, I know him. He knows me. But at the point, I don't care. I'm 21 years old, and I'm pissing myself, so I fucking run. Yeah. And I like for about a few seconds, and he yells out, 
Appleman, chill. <laughs> so, but, that, but that's the closest thing I have ever had to Supernatural, which Got is me being it. super drunk and high and believing in, uh, you know, these old dude stories. That's, yeah, uh, that's yeah, all yeah. it was and everything. Yeah. Now, I'm willing to, like, possibly believe that, you know, maybe, like, I would watch, like, ghost stories. I would, like, read, like, uh, you know, like, because uh, apparently, like, uh, Connecticut, the state of Connecticut, you know, yeah. I grew up in New England, so yeah. apparently there's some houses that are, like, the most haunted places on earth. I never stayed in these places. I probably never would only because i don't want to waste my time i don't think so so there's my answer fair enough fair probably enough. not fair enough fair probably enough. not fair enough fair yeah enough. okay well good answer yeah, yeah. <laughs> i fair did enough. have a fun time uh you know at, at the uh the dunes club that was a great time and anyone who uh who uh who's listening to this who wants to uh, send like their 19 to 20 year old kid to uh, yeah. learn how to bartend learn how to serve tables make easy money and uh you know have a good summer go to the dunes club near kids rhode island yeah. you're gonna have a great time. I've woken up a couple of nights and seen people at like the foot of my bed who then slowly disappear. But there's a small part of me that's like I I feel like I was in that half dream state. Right. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's like you ever know. had sleep sleep paralysis? I've never had that, but I I've feel like that. it's kind of in that realm of what I'm experiencing is not full on sleep paralysis, but sort of like a, a sort of like that. You know what I mean? Where I wake up and I see somebody at the end of my bed. And um, and then they slowly disappear. But as they disappear, I feel myself waking up more than I was already awake, if that makes sense. Um, and uh, and uh, one time, though, and this is a good example of why I think it was natural. Um, there was a fire in the room that I was in and uh, and I got up and put it out. You know what I mean? I, 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 I was in college. Right. And I was going to bed. And it's so stupid. I smoked a cigarette in bed and I leaned over and I put it out, but I put it out on a piece of cardboard like a oh, moron. Yeah. And then I passed out and then the cardboard lit on fire. Mm-hmm. And I, when I woke up, the room was filled with smoke. Um, but here's the crazy thing is when I woke up, I woke up and uh, uh, I was in this fraternity, Alpha Phi Delta. Uh, it's like the official Italian-American fraternity. It wasn't most of the people in it weren't Italian, but I guess like heritage-wise, you yeah, know, the right. original thing of what it was. Um, uh, but yeah, I was in this fraternity, and uh, this dude, uh, Chris uh, uh, DeLuca, Chris DeLuca, um, uh, he was standing at the end of my bed, and then he slowly disappeared, and then I noticed all the smoke in the room. So I wake up to see Chris. But once again, I think the smoke is in the room. I'm shit-faced, asleep. Yeah. The smoke probably starts to get into my lungs, probably alerts my brain to wake me up. That my brain tr- is trying, and so then it's uh, pulling me out in like this dream state, basically. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't know if it's necessarily supernatural or if it's just... Uh, uh, um, um, uh, my dreaming or my mind essentially playing tricks on me, but maybe that's the same thing. Maybe that's what supernatural is. Uh, maybe that's uh, the way I guess the other side works is through these sort of dream tendencies. I think it's definitely a, I think it's definitely possible because, um, you know, when you watch like the, like the ghost hunter TV shows and everything where they like go into the room and everything, they got the cameras and if you really want to believe in something and you're going to hear like a creak and a cr- sound and you're going to, you know, you can, your mind, the mind is a powerful thing. Yeah. You will manifest something just enough to make you at least think that something possibly yeah. just happened. Okay. You know what I mean? So I I'm, I'm willing to believe, you know, you're willing to trick yourself. Yeah. And going to dreams too, I can't 
say that I've had a prophetic dream. Like not, I've never dreamed something that's happened, but I've definitely had very vivid dreams that I've then made decisions in my personal life based on those dreams, for sure. Like I kind of took those dreams as signs from God. Um, that's definitely happened. I don't know if that's necessarily supernatural, but you know, you know, it's kind Could of in that realm of of uh, of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Benny yeah. the Jet Rodriguez did that in Sandlot, so there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Enough, nothing, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah, that's what I think. That's kind of biblical. That. So, yeah. So. Um, yeah, okay, fair enough. Cool. That's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, do you believe in love? Yes. You do? 100 billion percent. I remember you asking me this last night, and I was like thinking, like, oh, absolutely. Um, I struggle with that person. I 100 like I, this is a hill I'm, I will die on. Okay, like we all have hills we'll die on. I will die on. I'll die on this hill. Yeah. You just walk in, and walk anywhere. People fall in love with anything, you know, if with good purposes and mm. uh, you know, in like they truly believe. Whether it's their job, whether it's a person, whether it's a belief, whether it's their country, whether it's the country they came from, whether it's a political belief. Love exists. And uh, now if we're talking about just a person or like falling in love with a person, <laughs> hell yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Then, then um, because honestly, what's... Fair enough. Like I've that? fallen in love with a person before. So yeah. have I. Yeah. So have I. And, um, and, and it sucked that the way it went down. Um, there was another person who I fell in love with. There's two people. Right. And uh, the second person, I was like, oh, dude, I can't... I, I felt like the second person, I couldn't get this wrong. And... And that just didn't it work just out. didn't it, like things the way wow. things worked out. It didn't work, and I haven't fallen in love with that per, with a person since. Um, and it's and sadly, um, the way I way I treat it, which is probably not the healthiest thing, I treat it like a drug. And I'm trying to chase that dragon, trying to like, get that back again. You okay. know, because I really felt that could have been like, and and maybe that's why I've uh, kind of pushed it away and try to focus on other things is because you know I don't want it because when you lose it, it sucks. Yeah. When because when you feel like you're in love, when you believe and you're in love, which I do believe, I was in love twice, yeah. and when you lose that, it's the worst feeling in the world. Like I've gotten rejected from whatever. I got rejected from uh, you know you know women from a sexual standpoint. Just like in the moment, I've gotten rejected from uh, you know you know an acting role when I was an actor. I've gotten rejected uh, you know just from you know just. Na- name the situation any type of rejection rejected from a job rejected yeah. you know um it's a shitty feeling but you can get over it but when you get rejected you know from like uh you know the feeling of love and it's just gone you're just wallowing it forever yeah. and and if i if i feeling so shitty about something so bad and i want that feeling so much like it can't be mental illness i truly believe it existed yeah, no, no, I definitely, yeah, yeah, you definitely, um, that's interesting. Yeah, I, uh, um, yeah, I will say that, uh, uh, I've been in love and, uh, and that love changed me. That love changed me. That's good. That's, that's good. So, so much so that, uh, I, I don't, exp- I experienced pain at the loss of love, at the loss of, 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 of that love. Um, but, and this is what's interesting. I still very much love this person. Mm. And, and this is where it gets weird. Knowing I love this person still kind of gives the fulfillment of that love. Like I haven't, I haven't been with anybody else since uh, my ex that I'm still in love with. 
and still knowing that I'm in love with my ex, um, uh, still knowing that I love this person, still gives me a feeling of wholeness, which is very interesting. Hmm. But a feeling of wholeness or wholeness? Um, because you know that I think that's two different things. A, a feeling that um, that I did it. I don't really feel the need right now to find love anyplace else. Isn't that interesting? Yes, because I would I would feel after a certain point that maybe uh, you know like could could uh, I find a larger feeling or multiple feelings yeah. in a different source? After my last relationship, I feel I could I can just exist with God. And it's like, I'd still rather be with my ex, for sure. But I can still, uh, 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 but, but I don't want to be, if I, if I can't be with my ex, then I just have no desire to be with anybody else. It's just like, it's just like I'm just, I, I just assume in my mind I've come to peace with this idea of just being alone then. Oh, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd, be afraid, I'd be afraid of that, man, because um, the one thing that I've uh, learned about myself is um, I'm, accepted that i can live alone i have i i told i was telling i was telling yeah. you earlier I, I i live in a one bed one bed one bedroom apartment um i lived in uh by myself for uh, going on uh, seven years now and um and that grew not just from oh i can live alone mainly because i can't live with a roommate you yeah. know like my last roommate was one of my best friends in the world and he still is you know he's i love this guy to death i was the best man at his wedding i love this guy and um i like i just can't live if i can't live with my best friend uh you know who's like obviously a i do just a friend of mine you know the dude non-sexual partner obviously then i can uh definitely uh you know you know maybe i just have to live alone but if i then i figure like if the next person i gotta live with has to be someone who i'm at least sharing a bed with you know what i mean so i've accepted that i could i could live alone but if i'm gonna live has to be somebody you're building a life with absolutely yeah and um yeah, I would rather I like I I I want to live. I don't want to be by myself anymore, and yeah. I've wanted I've wanted that for a while. But obviously, it has to be with the right person. Like I'm not I'm not just like you know like looking out the window. I'm like, uh, all right, you, yeah, you look good. You know, I want to be with yeah. the right person. But I, I'm at definitely at the point where I'm like, it has to be. I want I want to not be alone anymore because personally, being alone, you know, certain points it just sucks. Uh, it like it like I there's certain points where I'm just like this just sucks <laughs> you know you know like because um you know what's interesting I used to feel that way so so deeply and I gotta tell you just my last relationship made me feel so fulfilled that it just hasn't washed off it's so weird like, I, I think can just be alone and I'm like no this is good man this is good yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I don't, I don't I, know. It's a very new thing for me, man. I, I literally, I, for the first time in my entire life, I'm happy with a book. I'm just happy with a book. I'm almost yeah. envious of that because I don't have that. Fair enough. I don't have that. I'm not saying yours is, that feeling is, is wrong. I'm yeah. saying I don't have that. I want to, I would rather, I want to be with, with a, with a person. Yeah. And, but um, not just any person, though. That's a th and that's the thing. Like you know, some like like cause one things I fear is um I find a person who is just good enough, who's just fine, 
And then, you know, 10 years from now, it's like, or even five years from now, it's like, ah, it just, you know. Well, I'll never settle. settle. I, 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 I think yeah, that's the thing. Settle, I don't want to settle either. No, I think can't people do it. settle can't are do just, it. it's, it are just insane. Just yeah. insane. Be alone. Be alone. If you can't, if you can't be with somebody that really makes you feel alive, be alone. Uh, I'm, I'm willing that you have yeah. to find someone who, who yeah. makes you feel like so much more than you were yeah. than uh, when you're alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you can't find someone to to fulfill you, um, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in a relationship and deal with all the hassles of a relationship, but it doesn't complete you, leave. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer. Big believer. Believe it. Yep. Uh, yes, I believe in love. Hundred percent. Okay, fair Ladies. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I struggle with it as a philosophical concept. I struggle with um, uh, whether or not what we call love is 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 just selfishness um, uh, disguised. Um, I struggle with that. You know, I mean, I struggle with this idea of 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 of. Um, tell you what, man. Catholic, uh, not a priest. He's a priest now, but he was a brother at the time. In the Catholic Church, you know, priests. It's a fraternity. You know what I mean? So like any fraternity, that's what kind of fascinating about it. I grew up Catholic. Um, not really anymore like I was. Um, I guess I still have some tendencies. You know, I pray the rosary as a meditation and everything like that. Uh, but, but yeah, this uh, this guy, this brother, Brother Dominic, Asian dude, right? Uh, he uh, One day he pulls me aside and he goes, hey, he goes, I'm going to tell you a, 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 a secret, a, a, a priest fraternity secret. And... Um, um, and he goes, this is a secret that priests know and that we don't tell to people. Straight up, he told me. So it was very weird. And then and, and um, he tells me, he goes, he goes, this is a secret that priests know and we know in our fraternity and we don't tell it to people um, um, uh, for many, many, many reasons. But I'm just going to tell you something. I think maybe he goes, I don't know why. I don't know why he told me this. I'll never know why because afterwards he just sent me on my way. But he said this. He said, uh, people are incapable of being unselfish. We preach to them that they're capable of doing it, but they're just not. It's hmm. just a lie that we tell people to try to get them to reach for their better selves. Right. But it's just impossible. And, and he didn't go into it, but then when you think about it, that gets into like the idea of, of Catholic guilt and just religious guilt in general, this idea right. of you can't reach this thing that I'm telling you to reach. Um, and so then you're going to inherently feel guilty. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to be unselfish, but I can't. And, and the, the secret the whole time is that it wasn't possible. I mean, it's hard, it's hard not to think about yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'll give you that. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, I don't, and he basically said, he basically said, what I'm saying to you is a person is incapable of making a decision that they don't feel is in their best interest. Yeah, that was the exact words. That, I mean, a that, person that, is that, physically incapable of making a decision that they don't think is in their best interest. Yeah, because you're trying to. Because at the end of the day, we are human beings. We're animals yeah. who are trying to survive. You know, if we're not going to make something for yeah. our best interest, then we're not. Then we're then we then we the idea immediately stop is, trying to think about our own survival, and we're obviously yeah. going to always want to put ourselves in the best situation, at least put ourselves in our best best chance of survival. So yeah, yeah, that makes that makes sense. And the idea that even if you sacrifice yourself for another person, it's because you truly believe that that will better your state in the next life, or that will fulfill your current life. It's always uh, there's this has to be what's in it for you, I guess. Yeah. That's so interesting. I to think it. about it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I get it, and yeah. I subscribe. That to was that. the exact <laughs> words. It just came back to me as I'm talking to you. The exact words were: "It's incapable for a person to do something that isn't in there, that isn't perceived by them to be in their 
best interest. It's just impossible. Yeah, because well, people think about it. People get married be, not just because we should be the best of our lives, or they, or spend the rest of our lives, just because I think spending the, the rest of my life with you is in my best interest. Yeah. It, when that, you know, that seems like a logical. I'm not. That sounds like a logical, uh, you know, conclusion to me. Yeah. You know, why else would you get married? Be, not saying you're not thinking about the other person. Of course you are. You spend, yeah. you spend, you know, ideally X amount of time with that person. And, uh, you know, a couple of years, maybe, I don't know. And uh, you think that, uh, you know, what's best for you is going to be best for them. But what's the first part of that sentence? What's best for you? Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing. And that kind of flies in the face of this idea that love is real and to some extent. And um, but I agree with everything you said too. So so that that's uh that's you know from yeah. a philosophical standpoint, yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah, because you know, you gotta, love yeah. has to exist, man. Because what, I think, what else are we doing here, man? Well, <laughs> it's a sin, I think, and you nailed it too. You know, people fall in love with their job. They fall in love with people. Um, love seems to be too, and this is something real. And I'm not trying to put down love when I say this, but love mm-hmm. a synonym for love would be appreciation. Okay. I appreciate the salad. I appreciate this burger. I appreciate this job. I appreciate this okay. person. You know, I love this salad. I love this burger. I love this job. I love this right. person. It's all the same thing in that my guy. I get that. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's that. Uh, next question. Is there anyone you hate? And you don't have to tell me who it is. You can if you want. Um, uh, but is there anyone you hate? Anyone I hate? Yeah. Hate and I always I and I then I say, do you experience hate? hate? But here's the thing: is I think it's natural for people to experience hate towards things that you should hate. You know what I mean? Like you should hate racism, um, um, uh, you should hate you should hate injustice, you should hate that for sure. But I specifically say, is there any is there any one that you hate? Is there? I hate people. There are people that I hate. There are. I, I would, for sure. You're, you seem to be ready to answer. So No, 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 no. I'm just going to say that's for me. For me, it's there. I can say for me, there are people that I hate. Oh. There are for sure people that I hate. So the question is for you. Is, do, are there people that you hate? That's good. All right. You know, that's a good question. And I'm trying to think of an answer. I'm not stalling because I don't want to answer. I'm okay. saying I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's people who I genuinely dislike. Okay. There's definitely people who I genuinely dislike. But hate... Because, you know, what's hate? What uh, is hate? Uh, uh, That's a good question. What you, is hate? You would, you would make moves to... Um, uh, to You would make moves to enact... Um, uh, I guess you would say you would make moves to make them pay for injustices they did Oof. to you. Like, I'm talking like Count of Monte Cristo type shit. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So that that would be somebody that you hate. Um, uh, would be this idea of like I hate this person. This person did me wrong, and I need to um, I need to uh, feel that recompense <sighs> has been made for those wrongs. That's biblical shit, man. That's so that's, that's intense. Like a, uh, um, so yeah, it's like kind of Monte Cristo type stuff that you feel recompense. Uh, in order for the universe to balance out, you know, I I used to think I used to I I used to think I hated my middle school bully. Okay, 
Like here's what I'm Let's saying. If someone gave you if someone gave you five million dollars, would you hire a private investigator to tailor your middle school bully? And then if you find out that he's cheating on his wife, you would take photos and send it to his wife. Like, would you do something like that to fuck over your middle school bully? Probably not, but it would be funny. Right? It would be funny. Right? It would be funny. Yeah. Uh the fact that uh, you know, uh yeah, that that someone you would even would marry moves. that ugly motherfucker at yeah. all because <laughs> you, you would, and you would just sit there and just be like, yeah, no, I, and you would and you would have to have a conversation with yourself where you would have to say, no, I hate this person, and I'm going to physically, physically, uh, n- not shoot a gun but pull a trigger. You you asked me 15 years ago in a heartbeat, right? In a heartbeat, and I would yeah. spend every single last dime of that five million dollars to do it. Yeah, but. Now, I would just take the five million dollars and Fair just enough. walk away. Fair but uh, no, um, there Fair was enough. a time where I thought I, uh, I, I believed I hated uh, this, this, this person. I'm not gonna mention his name; it doesn't matter. Um, uh, no, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, We're talking about, we're talking about abstract. Concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I, uh, there was a time where I uh, thought, you know, every ounce of my being, like I, like I would like, um, like you, you're, you know, Cape Fear. Cape movie, Fear. The movie Cape Fear. I haven't seen it, but I know you're talking all about right. Robert De Niro, right? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, he, stalker. Right. He's a stalker, right? right? But like at the very beginning, he's uh, you know, after he gets wronged by the lo- by the lawyer that uh, even though he the guy was guilty, he's in spends his like like 20 years in prison, like you know, lifting weights, tattoos the guy's name on it and everything like on his fingers and everything, you know, redemption or like revenge or whatever. He's just yeah. like like I had those images in my brain of like you know one day I'm gonna. I'm going to get you, dude. I'm going to get you, which is fucked up. And it's not right. But I believe that. I'm going to get after this guy because I really do believe he, you know, completely, you know, wronged me and was, uh, you know, completely, uh, you know, overdid, you know, his, uh, you know, you know, his bullying to me, you know, picked on me and made me feel, you know, like this worthless piece of shit for so yeah. long. And I really believe, like, I'm going to come after that to get this guy. And, you know, then time passed. You know, I went to college, you know, you know, I, I realized, uh, you know, you let go. I let go. I just yeah. let go. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, and it's easy to say, oh, I, and, and I think, um, when you say like, oh, I hate somebody, like, I think I, there's a lot of people who I know and I already, and I think I can think of a bunch of names who they would go to like, oh, I hate just for the sake of argument. I hate Tucker Carlson. I okay, hate yeah, Donald Trump. I hate that's, you. Don't know those people. No, whatever people say that, you, I'm have, like, you don't no, know those people. Or, or even, or on the flip yeah. side, oh, but I, you hate an idea. I'll validate that. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, but, but that, but that, like, that, that, that goes along with what I said earlier about, um, you know, I think it's proper to hate racism. I think it's proper to hate injustice. Um, so you can hate ideologies. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and, For sure. And, uh, and honestly, at the end of the, the, the day, those guys, they're they're there to, to sell a product. And yeah. they're there, to, and they do represent a big thing. You don't know them as individual people. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not, and not to and say that the, yeah. as individual people, they maybe they do completely yeah. fucking suck. I don't know, but you don't know, and that's yeah. and that's, and that's a major really, issue. The people really, are willing to jump to hate so yeah. quickly. It's oh, just yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. You know, shut the fuck but out. That's really you know? why I asked that question because even if somebody says uh, I hate Donald Trump you kind of go, well, in order for you to establish that baseline, there has to be people you know personally mm-hmm. that have tendencies like Donald Trump, Yeah, and you hate them, right? You know what I mean? So that's kind of like a big part of it. And there are people in my own in, in my family who love Donald Trump and love uh, Tucker Carlson, and um, honestly, 
I don't hate them in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But you know what? After a few years of uh, you know, like like back in 2016, I hated Donald Trump. I like you said, do you hate Donald Trump? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But after a few years, I'm like, all right, I don't hate the guy. I'm hating him for the wrong reasons, and I'm wondering why does this guy, why is this guy even in the news right now? Why is he even in my face right got now? It, got it, got and uh, and I'm wondering, and I'm like, oh, this is probably became dissociative. Became dissociative from that hate to kind of just be like, you know what? This is kind of a show I've been watching for a while. Exactly. It, you it know, feels a little. It, bit it like just that. seems like he's he's not so much this. Yeah. He's so much that. Like, is he? Well, that it, was the most insane four years ever. That was that was a wild ride, man. It was a big TV show. It was a big TV and, show. And uh, in the last like year and a half, I was I just kind of just like you know cut myself off from it. I'm like, what's the freaking point of this shit? Yeah. And um. And and uh, and people say like oh so you, you well, last election who'd you vote for who'd you vote did you vote for this guy or did you vote for that? uh I went third party I stayed mm-hmm. home uh, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't do any like no like that was my third I party. voted for Biden because my partner I told stayed me home. I had to I stayed That's home I, I stayed home because uh, just because I just wanted to like disassociate disassociate myself from it entirely because I think it was all complete bullshit yeah. I think it was completely dumb to hate Donald Trump it, I think it was dumb. To love Joe Biden, I think is dumb. And on the flip side, to hate Joe Biden is dumb, and to love Donald Trump is dumb. It makes no sense. They're all fucking idiots. They're all fucking dumb, and they make no sense. And they're not good for anything. They're all politicians. They're on the same side, fucking us over. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I rather focus on the things that I care about. I want to. I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna, you know, try to focus on the things I, I'm gonna. Work on my. I'm working on my comedy. I'm yeah. gonna work on this. I'm gonna try to be a better person. I'm gonna try to find love, and that's what I'm gonna worry about because that's what's important. What those guys are doing, or what those gals are doing, why it's so important that Kamala Harris is the first black pre- uh, vice president of the United States means nothing to me. The fact that uh, you know Joe Biden uh, beat Donald Trump means nothing to me because it's not anything good for me. So God. I don't care about that. That's what I, at least things I've accepted about that. I'm going to focus on things that are important to me specifically, all right? And that's, that's what smart. I care about. I and think I think smart. that's now if you now if someone else wants to die on a hill and they you know, make that make their entire life's work, hey. Uh, welcome to America. You're allowed to do that. Do it and I hope you find meaning in that. Well, I think they these are people who are just uh they're uh Donald Trump or Joe Biden, uh, um, they represent, they're just faces that represent um, I, um, um, ideologies. You know what I mean? That's kind of it. Um, but yeah, people just hate the ideology and stuff. But you're right. They say things like, I hate Joe Biden. I hate Donald Trump. Yeah. And you're right. It's kind of a, a, a little bit of a ridiculous statement. Yeah. It it's really like, is. It's like, you know, um, you, you, yeah, they, they would probably do themselves better if they stated the ideologies that they hated. Um, that are personified by this person uh, right. and really made that clear. Because um, uh, you're right, it does kind of sound a little just like a bandwagony. That's the thing. Um, yeah, that's my problem. Now, here's the last question. All right. Um, last question. Um, what is enough for you? What is enough for you? What is enough? Uh, what would be enough? What would be enough? What is enough for me? What would be enough? What, what would is be enough where for me? you would go, hey, man, no, I'm good. I got it all. You got it all? Won't be enough. I'm also afraid to answer because I'm afraid that well, what I say is not enough. Fair enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's scary, right? Yeah, it is scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of. It's it's a great question because it it reflects a lot about human nature. Yeah. For me, for me, when I ask myself that question, it it really reflects a light onto onto my mindset. 
what is enough for me, man? What is enough for me? I, I want this to be enough. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, increase my fellowship uh, with my friends, um, with my common man. And so, uh, um, and so I'm hoping that this is enough for me. You know, I'm going to have different comedians on this show and stuff and, uh, and, and just art in general. I'm hoping that art is enough for me. I'm trying to make that my mindset. Um, but go ahead. I would say, uh, when I, uh, get home at the end of a long day and, uh, I feel this is going to be so stupid. I don't care. Fuck it. Um, end of the day I get in bed and the woman who's uh, next to me feels like I'm enough for them stupid and artistic and no, it's great. gay great as answer. shit great I don't answer. care it's a great answer no it's a great answer. and she feels that, I'm that, enough that she I, feels that you're enough for I'm her. enough for her yeah and she's enough for me but I'm also doing exactly what I want to do and it's not bartending Okay, and it's not part. So, 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 so you're making money as a comedian, as an artist. Hell, fucking and, yeah! And and you and you ha- you're making money as a comedian, as an artist, and you have this uh, uh, this the love of your life, and mm-hmm. you're enough for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, like, in you know, like in like in in our bed, in our place, in, in everything. Yeah. Anything else? That's well, extra. you know what I and hope. A- anything else would be extra. You know what I hope, Sam? What I do hope you hope? get all that someday. Uh, and I hope thanks. when you hey, you. and and I hope when you have it. I hope you think about this conversation a lot, <laughs> right? You know what I Hell mean? Hell yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And so, I probably will. So I hope you get it, man. I hope you uh, I hope you become a famous comedian, a famous <laughs> artist, and I hope that you get to hold a lady that that's, that looks at you every night and says, hey, Sam, you're more than enough for me. Oh, for sure. thank you. Yeah, Appreciate so. it. All right. Well, I love you, buddy. And, um, thank you. And uh, hey, this has been... Uh, this has been. I did this once with Nick Crespo under a different name. This show, but uh, in in many, but it was under the no one arrangement was the name of the episode. But uh, I think Waiting for Death with Joe Camerata is a better better <laughs> it's not better bad. title. So this is technically the pilot episode. Uh, Sam Appleman, thank you so much for for coming on, dude. Uh, this has been a very cool experiment. Man. Yeah, I appreciate I, it, man. This is a fun time, wasn't it? Yeah, like, this is good. Way better though. I've done so many other podcasts, and I got not to pat myself on the back, but this <laughs> is really like a like I like really feel like I like grew as a person. All right. yeah, 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 I had personal. a fun time, Joe. This is a good so, time. Yeah, thank you so much my dude thank Thank you you. thanks for having me man cool 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 all All right. right bye